You are listening to episode 83 of the Unnecessary Nonsense Podcast. On this episode, we will talk about the Super Bowl. I guess. We'll also talk about Trevor Bauer because I can't explain it. Most probably we'll end up talking about his agent. That's probably more interesting. But I guess we'll talk about Trevor Bauer as well. And then lastly, Dave has more questions about wrestling. I have more possible answers. No one will be satisfied. That is this episode of the Unnecessary Nonsense Podcast. No one will be satisfied is an excellent catchphrase. I'm Carlos. That's Dave. Should we change our name to that? Instead of unnecessary nonsense, this would be like the no one will be satisfied podcast. Maybe I then th- at least we'd know where our YouTube views came from. Exactly. Exactly. They'd be like, really? I won't be satisfied? Is like afterwards they're like, cosine. Correct. Excellent. All dislike button. Yeah, no, but the key is but the key is that we get all dislike button, but then as soon as we send out merch, we sell hundreds of thousands of shirts. And it's like so is this a success, a failure, or yes? All of the above? The answer was yes, but yes. Correct. But anyway, so yeah, what are you going to do? So what's going on, yeah. Dave? All right, so I have a story for you this week. He's got uh, a story. Yes, because stuff stuff happened in in uh, in between my hours of watching Dark Side of the Ring and documentaries about The Undertaker. So uh, I sold something on eBay. Hmm. This would be the second thing that I that I sold on eBay, uh, and I, I didn't bait it because it was like a, I put up the price, they made an offer, and then I was debating because the shipping address was Saudi Arabia. Great, right? Were you were you going to send it on behalf of the Undertaker? Is that what we're going with? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Go I like the connection there, but but uh, you know, so I was like, okay, and I'm like, I don't know, so I took it to the post office and found out like, okay, how much is it going to cost me to send it to Saudi Arabia? Because mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I don't want to get screwed on this. Not expecting I'd have, and the shipping was reasonable and within what I'd posted, so that's fine. Okay. Uh, right. So I'm like, okay, I, you know what? I'll make a counter offer and see. I made a counter offer. They accepted the counter offer. Great. Uh, and I'm prepared to, you know, take it to the post office like today. Pay me my money. Nothing. And then the person messaged me and says, you know what? Because of what it is, uh, it's a thing with a QR code on it, right? Mm-hmm. So they're basically buying the QR code. So they said, you know, you could just send me a picture of it. I was like, okay, like, fine. But then I'm like, well, wait a minute. Does that mean they're going to pay me the shipping still or what? So I kind of left it for a bit. And then they sent me the same message again, right? And I'm thinking to myself, I have no issues uh, sending it to you. And this is basically what I said. I said, I wrote back. I'm like, I got no issue sending you a picture, uh, but you need to pay me. Crickets. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Yeah. No, the thing is you pay first. Like that, that, Yeah, there's no there's no. Well, I- I'm yeah, not no shipping it. Like I'm not doing it. I'm not sending it to them without money. But I just think it's interesting that it's like, okay, yeah, sure, just uh, pay me, and then here you go. Yeah, Still I, I, I always, th- I always think that's interesting because there, because I do think there is an actual like group of folks that have gotten onto eBay fairly recently that don't understand the etiquette. The thing though is that like there is no scenario in which you wouldn't get paid first. Not in that kind of transaction. It's it's a straightforward transaction. You, you pay for the thing and then you get because I've done I've done a deal where um, I did a deal for a redemption card uh, redemption card. And so you, you bought it or you were selling? No, no, no. It? I was selling the card okay. and they wanted to buy it. And I said, no problem. We came to we came to an agreed we came to a, an agreeable total. And what ended up happening is that uh, is that basically they said, hey, would you knock off the shipping if um, if I just took a scan, a scan image? And I said, well, if you want to do that, I'll adjust the I'll adjust the invoice. And they said, okay, no, that's fine. So then they, I adjusted the invoice for them and they paid it. They paid it. And basically I sent them a link to the, to the file that contained the image. That was because they just needed the code. 
they just needed to redeem the code yeah. so that's all they so for them it's like well don't ship me the damn thing it's just a piece of paper that i'm going to scratch off and then do it it goes scratch it off for me give me the code and we're done now that was before the days where everybody and their brother would um you know return things and whatever i don't know if it's a relatively small dollar thing and the feedback on the person is good i'm probably okay with it if it's a low feedback person i'd be like nah i'd be more comfortable just shipping you the thing it just depends and then Saudi Arabia, mm, I'm going to need to see some ID. I mean money. Yeah, but, I mean yeah, money well, and ID. Yeah, but you know, the, the other weird thing is it is it is because, and you know what, I, I don't know. Like the more I the more I think about it, the more sketchy. But if I get paid, I don't really care, hmm. right? But it's like, because uh, it's something I didn't pay for anyway. Uh, but it's like, you're, you're, you know, when you look at the person, you look at the name in the seller and it's like location, Sarasota, Florida, shipping address, Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Interesting. Listen, this is secret spy stuff. Maybe. I'm not. I'm not. You know what? What you know? What they need the redemption QR code for? But listen, Dave. Th- things, who am th- I to mess with national security? Right. Things are needed at different places and times. Like I said, you still think this is my house? My my residential residence at this time of year is Kuala Lumpur. This is an excellent green screen. I don't know what to tell you. I dude, you you could be so lucky for it to be Kuala Lumpur. I feel the ambient temperature would be a little bit warmer. It would. It really would. But this is method acting. It's true. I mean, based on because nothing moves in the background ever at your place, you you very well it could be a screen. I you know. Secretly, I hope to reach at its point where I do a green screen and literally take the image and then do that exact thing. At some point, just to like fuck with all of you. And then you it's get like, up and move, and then people are like, "What?" It's like it was a green screen all along. <laughs> M. Light Shyamalan twist. Oh, he was in Kuala Lumpur. It was true. That'd be sweet. I mean, you could be. I don't know. Like, I've been to your house, and the room in your house looks like that, or or your alleged you, you house. Can, you can stage this shit. This is easy. Right. Get up some drywall. Like, do you think that's that difficult? Come on, now. No. No. I mean, hey. Not I, with today's I, technology. No, Not exactly. Technology. This this actual whole podcast is a deep fake. I've never actually talked to Carlos. Bruh. Bruh. It's next level. So anyway, you can, read it, you, can you, read it more, you can read it more about it in the Epoch Times. But anyway, <laughs> there's a callback. For you. you were you had to be ready for it. It was coming. But anyway, uh, no, pretty good. Uh, for the most part, today was uh, this week was pretty chill. Today was actually the busiest day this week, to be honest, just uh, running around. I wasn't really ho- planning on getting up and doing anything too early. I do like to sleep in on Saturday. That is my life. Hashtag no kids. But the my plans were thwarted by the fact that the, the, the parents wanted to do the grocery shopping early afternoon. I'm like, all right, fine, fine. So I get up, have my, have my brunch, and, uh, and then we head over. But the ordeal is usually a matter of, all right, so do you have a list? I do. So I, I know what I need. So do you have your list? Yeah. And then it's just randomly wandering around. And then I get frustrated. And I'm like, all right, while you're doing that, I'm going to go grab my stuff, and I'll throw it in the cart that way. And then at the very end, I look and I say, okay, is there anything I can do self-serve because then I can quickly scan everything. And do... At this stage, like I used to work as a cashier for years, so I can quickly scan all that shit and organize it in the bag directly very quickly so that everything's good. So I say, is there anything that I need to scan? And they're like, anything that won't scan? And they're like, no, no, it's good. And then I look over and there's like a cantaloupe. And I'm like, well, that's not going to scan. There's no barcode on that cantaloupe and like some other fruit or whatever. And I'm like, okay, fine, we'll do the regular one. So then I go and like, so then we're walking over and I'm like, okay, so here's the plan. Now, my mom is a project manager, which is to say she has no idea how to manage a project, an actual life. 
So what happens is she will just stand there blindly looking and then she'll like pay the bill for the, some of the stuff and everything. It's all good. But then otherwise she just stands there watching everybody else and she doesn't like contribute in any way, shape or form to anything. It's like, and I'm like, I, I used to do this with her a bunch of, you could grab something and put it on the conveyor belt. You could literally grab anything and put it on the conveyor, anything at all, instead of just staring at me and watching me do all the work. But no, she just stands there staring, watching me do all the work. So I'm like, all right, here's the plan. Since it's me, Carlos Senior, and her, I'm like, great. You do nothing, which is what you do. You, old man, go to the other side. I'll pass you the I'll pass you the bags, and I will load everything directly off of it. And as it's coming down, you can load the bags already. And I'll do you one better. All the stuff that's my stuff will be the first. As soon as as soon as it's as soon as I get this big bag of potatoes, that's all you. Everything after that can go in your bag, and we're already pre-organized. We're preset. You know, I have on the on the spot. I'm doing project planning. All right, you handle the bagging. You handle nothing. You just stand there, and I will load up the rest. And then when I get to the other side, bags are loaded, and I'm loading them in and out of the car anyway. So I'm like, it's I guess like I'm doing quite everything. the ordeal, Carlos. Bruh. that's that's what they are at this stage, and by this stage, I mean forever. Like I'm, I'm amazed they ever leave the supermarket. Otherwise, because I'm, I literally was like, guys, I'll come and do this with you, because my mom is like, oh, and after that, I'm grabbing a handful of things at, um, uh, what is it? Uh, so no frills is where we went first, and then after that, oh, I'm gonna grab a handful of things at Starsky's, and I'm like, by handful, what do you mean? Oh, like two or three things, literally just fruit and stuff. And I'm like, all right, you're on your own after that. <laughs> you handle that. I'm not, I'm not dealing with that shit. I want to go home, and do my own stuff, put my food away, and uh, take care of other business. And then it's taking care of my other my YouTube channel and the rest of that stuff, and I was taking care of that the rest of the afternoon. Yeah. Tonight I'm going to be chilling and sorting some cards, taking care of some of that, and then possibly putting some more stuff on up on eBay. Nice. Yep. Now the only thing, unfortunately, that does not match my ruthless efficiency is that my complex is changing uh, management management thing. Okay. And I got a C because I think that my last condo fee payment didn't transfer in time, so I'm wondering if I'm going to get hit with a fee. Because I saw that it transferred, but it transferred literally on the day they usually take the payment, and and I haven't seen it come out of the account, and I'm like, hmm, am I gonna get hit with an NSF because that one doesn't have um, that specific account is like uh, it's it's a tangerine account, it's one of the free accounts, but it doesn't have overdraft on it. Mm. I'm like, you know what, I might just have to get get the overdraft just in case because it's automated. I have a transfer at the appropriate moment, but it's like either I do it a couple of days ahead of time or I set up the overdraft. Yeah. So I'm like, mm, might have to set up the overdrive. It's kind of a pain in the ass, but it's once a month, so eh, okay. So we'll see. But yeah, adulting. Hashtag adulting is what there it is. There you go. A lot of adulting and then dealing with grown children. So that's why I say I don't need kids. I have parents. Yeah, it's true. Well, I mean, when they get old enough, right? But, you know, my, but they were like that 20 years ago. When I, when I was in my teens, they were like that. It's like, I, I, I've been taking care of this for years. I'm weary, Dave. I am so weary. <laughs> So there you go. So that's been my week. So other than that, I think I think now we're going to talk a little bit Trevor Bauer uh, before we talk a little bit of Super Bowl. That is correct. And then we'll conclude with some wrestling. But before we get to Trevor Bauer, Dave, before we get to Trevor Bauer, dramatic pause. Those of you who are watching this or listening to it will never see this part. I'm going to refill my drink. I'll be right back. The dramatic pause was key. A few moments later. On second thought, I might keep it minus the gap in between and then just come back to. And we're cutting to Carlos with a drink in his hand. Yes. Can you play like some music? You got to like insert some music or something though. No. 
Well, I could. Or I could do the SpongeBob several moments later. Yeah, that works too. I've done that before. It works out. Anyway, so yeah. Uh, so Trevor Bauer, tell me about some Trevor Bauer. All right, so Trevor Bauer will probably be, this year anyway, the biggest free agent pitcher on the market for this offseason. Based on, basically, as Carlson and I looked up, based on solely his record from last year. Yeah. Right? Which was a truncated season, which, you know, you factor that all in and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Now, now I don't think you can argue that he didn't have a great season. I mean, he did. I, I can actually sort of argue it. Well, on the overall, I can argue he had some good performances in the context of the season. Yes. All right. So he had an extremely low ERA, yep. 1.73. Uh, if you actually care about war, unlike Carlos and I, uh, he had a, a, a above zero war. You know, at 2.7 war, which is not amazing, but not horrible, I think. I don't even know. Uh, he had 100 strikeouts and 73 innings pitched. That's pretty good. That's good, yeah. Right? He had a whip of less than one. Also good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but he played, he started 11 games and went five and four. And now granted, I know obviously wins are a team statistic, but you know, it counts in terms of legacy and all that jazz. It does. Uh, but I will point out that two of the wins were by shutout. Okay. Like, Fair like enough. two of his wins were by shutout, which is good, but that also helps your, it also helps your stats, including your, your, et cetera. And so having that, it's like, that's good. But two out of your five, two out of your five wins were, were shutouts. Yeah. So I was like, good job. But that in, in a small sample size, it kind of throws the whole thing out of whack is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but he did win the Cy Young. Sure. Right. Uh, so, you know, he's going into the offseason a free agent because he's a fan of one year deals. Uh, and so, you know, okay, great. You know, big name. And then obviously we're expecting him to sign. Wait, 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 wait. And then this week, finally, he starts putting out all these. He also likes to troll people on social media. I mean, I'm pretty I sure it was say, more than just this week because I well, feel like sure. he's done stuff on YouTube. But please, he continue. totally, he totally has. I mean, he's he has fun with his social media. I mean, he's not malicious about it, but he has he has fun, you know, sending people in in different directions, right? So this week, he one of the things he posted was on his website which he has his own website, was a signed uh, Mets hat by him, right? And people were like, oh, he's going to the Mets. And then a couple of days later, he saw, he puts out a, a signed Dodgers hat by him before he has actually announced who he's going to sign for. And then he makes this YouTube video announcing uh, who he's going to sign for. And he ended up signing with the Dodgers. And there's a few things that I find that are interesting about this. Um, if he has anything comparable to last year, I think it's a great signing. Um, so he signed for three years. $102 million, but he can opt out after each year of his deal. So he's going to make $40 million, uh, which I believe makes him the highest paid pitcher in the major leagues this year. At least for a year. But yes. Yeah. Uh, then next year, if he if he goes back in, in 2022, uh, he he's $45 million. And if he opts out, he can opt out after that. Or if he wants to go back for another year, it's uh, $17 million. So that's what he, that's what he signed for. Uh, which is obviously an obscene amount of money and he would never need to sign another contract after this one. But obviously, you know, he's 29. So this would be his age 30 season. Uh, so if, for, in terms of Trevor Bauer, I think this no, is he's a great deal. Right now. He's 30 right now. Yeah. So, right. Uh, so good for him. Uh, good for his agent, which I'll, I'll, I'll let you talk about the agent, Carlos. I, my, I'm not going to spend that much time on it. It was all right. Though. But, but my thing that's interesting about this though, is the, is the player opt-outs, right? It's, it's rare for a, 
at least in my knowledge, rare for a, especially an MLB player to sign a multi-year deal, but have an opt out basically after each year of the deal. It is, it is, but it also makes outside of the third year, it makes no sense. So basically he signed a two year deal because unless he plays like absolute shit, he will not opt out until the third year. Just so we're clear. He will take, well, no, I mean, he 40 could, million. I don't know, he, but he's, he's, not, he's not going to, there's a 0% chance that anyone will give him more than 40 or $45 million for a year. Just so we're all on the same page here. The biggest thing I joked about it with Dave before we started the podcast, the best thing about Trevor Bauer is his agent is hot. That's about it. Like Trevor Bauer is good. He's had some good seasons. He played well-ish in terms of ERA and in terms of war. He was five and four, which um, the Felix Hernandez comparison is basically what did this whole thing where now you can have like a mediocre record and win the Cy Young. But that's but Felix Hernandez, like if you watch Felix Hernandez pitch, his teams were truly horrific. Now the argument is, oh, the Cincinnati Reds weren't that good. Agreed. Totally with you. But Trevor Bauer's 30 years old. He's not He's not in his age 30 season. He is, but he, he is 30 as of right now. He is 30 as of January 17th this year. He is 30 years old as we speak. In his 30th year of life, his accomplishments are Cy Young won last year, ERA title won last year, one-time All-Star. $40 million and 45 next year. For what? Yeah. Like, again, he has been good. But his lifetime, his lifetime, um, his lifetime record is seventy-five and sixty-four. His lifetime ERA for his career is barely a shade under four runs a game, which is not horrible. I mean, it's not, but it's not, but it's also not impressive. It's not elite. It's not elite. It's not like forty million dollars. It's not like oh yeah, let me. We need to pay you more than anybody in baseball. Why? Why? Well, I, I, yeah, I think, you know, that there's a lot to that, the why question, right? The, like, the, the, this is the, you know what? I'm bringing it. Uh, there. Right there. <laughs> and the return of Dear God Why. It, it is a regular on the channel. It is one of our best contributors, the Dear God Why sign. That's, I agree. That's critical. But the thing is, like, in all seriousness, he's not a bad pitcher, but, like, the, the, winning the Trevor Bauer sweepstakes isn't going to do shit for anybody. It doesn't matter. He's just another dude. Unless he can string together a bunch of consecutive seasons, full seasons, that register Cyan Caliber, which he has never done in his entire... Every season on here, none of them are even in the discussion. There's only one other year in his career in which he has even garnered Cyan votes. Yeah, the, that's, the that's something too, right? The All-Star was in 2018 when he was 12 and 6. Fine. His ERA was good that year too. 221. That was his best season. His best record was 2017. He was 17 and 9 with a 419 ERA. He was never an All-Star outside of that. And again, this year we didn't really have All-Stars, which is fine whatever. He probably would have made the All-Star team based on the way this, you know, yeah. worked out. But it was a truncated season. It was whatever. I get it. These were good statistical seasons. For, he's basically had one really good year, one good year, and $40 million now. For yeah. what? Well, and, and listen to this because uh, I'll put this out there um, because I've been looking at it. And every player – so if you look at pitcher salaries per season for this coming year, uh, first of all, everybody in the top 10 is over 30. So he's the youngest, he's the youngest player in the top 10 at 30 
Um, all right, so here you go. So Trevor Bauer with 40 million. Then Jacob deGrom and Garrett Cole are both making 36 million. Uh, Steven Strasburg and Zach Greinke are making 35 million. Scherzer's making uh, just a hair under 35. Verlander's making 33. David Price, 32 million. Uh, Clayton Kershaw, 31 million. So there's there's like a lot of money. You know, there's over uh, $100 million in just three starting pitchers on the Dodgers. Now, and, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, I think other than Jacob deGrom from the list you just read off, I think all of them have won a World Series. I, uh, let me go. Th- let me see. And Chris Sale at 30 is number 10. So let's see. Trevor Bauer has not won a World Series. DeGrom has not won a World Series. Garrett Cole. Wait, who has... was the first one? Who was the first one? DeGrom. Sorry, Jacob DeGrom. Okay. Who's the next one? Okay. Garrett Cole. He's won a World Series. He's won a World Series with Houston. Steven Strasburg has. Yep. Uh, Zach Greinke. He was the World Series MVP. Zach Greinke has not. That's true. He was with the Dodgers, but wasn't when they won. Okay. Continue. Yeah. Uh, Max Scherzer has. Yes. Justin Verlander has. Yes. David Price has. Mm hmm. Clayton Kershaw has. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Chris Sale is the t- number 10. And Chris Sale, I think, went with Boston. Was he with Boston for the la- the most recent one? I'll double check, but I believe he was. Okay. I- I'm, fa- I'm reasonably confident. Like I'm reasonably confident. So, fine. Other than two. So, you know, Chris- Jacob DeGrom I knew, but then I forgot about Granky not being on the Dodgers this bad. Because in my brain, he's still in the Dodgers for some reason. But That's fair, fair enough. Outside of that, and but at least Granky had an extensive track record of being really good for a long time. All the other pitchers I put on there, I can argue, have had successful runs in their career, like really successful long-term runs, been Cy Young candidates for years, even if they didn't win, been at least consistently there. I can't say that for Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer is not no, in that conversation. No, I would say I would say if, if you had to rank these, like career-wise, if you had to rank these pitchers from 1 to 10, I'm not going to do it because there's a lot to go through. But I would say Driver Bauer is probably ranked at number 10. Yeah, out of, out of that group. So, yeah, Chris Sale won in the World Series with Boston in 2018. Okay. So, yeah, so everyone in the top 10 other than Zach Greinke and Trevor Bauer won a yeah. World Series. And also related, Chris Sale is a seven-time All-Star. Chris yeah. Sale has an injury right now. So that's that's what's causing him issues. Well, but, his, he, but his record is 109-73. and 73. Yeah, and, and I think this is something else interesting about this because if you – if you don't follow baseball, you never looked at the stats, like, it, but you just sort of followed the news or kind of like the, the rumor mill out there for this offseason, you'd think Trevor Bauer was, you know, a multiple Cy Young winner with, you know, multiple all-star appearances, you know, and right? And like one of the greatest pitchers of his generation based on the hype that that he's been getting uh, in terms of this offseason. Now, you know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe this will work out. For, I mean, you know what I mean? But my guess is, right, and he's probably going to have some kind of season that fits in with the rest of his career, right? Yeah. So I he's. Would, I would say, though, the upside is that realistically. Now, I, I guess the question I have is why the Dodgers did that. But to me, he's a depth piece. To me, he is not your number one. He's not probably not your number two. Well, um, I think you're going to go. I think there's there, the way they're projecting the rotation right now will be Bueller number one, yeah, Kershaw number two, yeah, uh, Bauer number three. That's about right, yeah. Arias number four, and Price number five. So you're paying forty million dollars for a number three pitcher. Yep, 
I think part of it, Carlos, I mean, I mean, I don't know this for sure. Should I switch to the bottle? Maybe, but I think, I think part of it is the, is they, I think the Dodgers as an organization felt they needed to do something to sort of combat all the hype with everything that San Diego's done, you know, with San Diego signing you Darvish. They won example. the world series last year. San Diego hasn't done shit. I understand. Like I do. I believe me. I, I genuinely understand. San Diego's done shit up until this point. They have potential. They've got young pieces. They've got excitement. But San Diego is not going to steal the Dodgers' thunder one year off of the World Series. But I, I honestly think that's where that comes from, though. I mean, to be honest, like I'm not, I'm not saying I agree with it. Was Magic saying- Johnson involved? Like, like what kind of Maybe. worthless, pointless endeavor was this? Well, I mean, I, I think you're also looking from a team that has, you know, more money than they know what to do with. Sometimes, are you aware that in the this year? of this year of our major league lord i refuse to acknowledge any other this year of our major league lord 2021 is rob manford the major league lord i think he's more of a um jester he, he okay. can be the jester but the Fair point enough. is uh that in this year of our major league lord 2021 the yankees sk- jerked around dj lemayhu who was the batting title the batting title winner who was the who was easily their best hitter they basically jerked him around and got him to sign for a pittance. Nobody is signing a big deal right now, and all of a sudden, freaking Trevor Bauer gets $40 million. And in conclusion, his greatest career accomplishment, other than getting $40 million for effectively nothing, is his agent is hot. That, that's all I got. That's it. You know who, you know who thinks it's a good idea? You know who thinks it's great? There you go. I feel like you just wanted to throw him in there. No, I, I I didn't want to throw him in there the first time. It was too obvious the first time. The second time, well, is I wasn't expecting. Probably... I wasn't expecting it the first time. You literally said his name. I know that, but I said his name because I wasn't expecting you to bring the picture up. Because I figure if I'm going to say his name, usually when he comes into the frame, neither of us has actually mentioned him by name. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is that, like, this year, a lot of these teams have demonstrated. Fiscal responsibility, it's totally not collusion. Fiscal responsibility, and then all of a sudden the Dodgers are like, ah, fuck it. And it's Two like, weeks before spring training. Why? Why? Like, you are the only ones. I promise you, nobody else was even offering anywhere close to that money on the table. No one. No one. I, I honestly, I honestly, I think it goes back to partly there's the San Diego thing, and partly it's because they can Great. Right? Like, what's $40 million to the, to the Dodgers, really? So by that definition, why don't you just spend a trillion dollars this year and win three or four more World Series? Just buy everybody. Maybe they will. You never know. There's still time. There's still people out there. I, I can see them trying it and failing. <laughs> it's like, when they try to be the Yankees, you fail to be the Yankees. You and know. even the Yankees can't do the Yankees anyway. Even the Yankees are being physically responsible. They have a good player who, who is willing to come back, and they're like, yeah, we kind of want to jerk you around for a while. Yeah. We, refu- we won't actually sign you for what you want. We'll just kind of let you sift in the wind, sift in the wind until such time that, so will you take less? Fine. Sucker. You know, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh Obviously, but I mean, the, po- you- the point the point is that Trevor Bauer won. Like the only reason we've even talked about it this long because I actually don't think that much of Trevor Bauer. I think he's a good pitcher. I'm not, like I said, I don't think he's a bad pitcher, but one season does not a right. forty he's, million dollar contract. A forty million dollar pitcher. Yeah, like he one season does not a forty million dollar year contract and forty five million next year make. He's not opting out after the forty. 
Yeah, and it is important to know it is a player opt out. It is not a team opt out. But that's the reason I'm saying, like, it's eighty five million. This is an eighty five million dollar contract. If he doesn't play up to it, then he will accept the third year. It'll roll to one hundred and two, but it'll be good because the Dodgers will be stuck with it. They front loaded it, is what they did. Yeah, which makes sense. I mean, that part makes sense. I'm I am curious about if we'll see more of these, you know, opt-out deals potentially nope. in the future. The, the, but... the part that I don't understand is if the Dodgers are going to do this and do and include the opt-out clause this way, it's $102 million is the overall deal, right? Yes. Okay. If you're going to do this and it's Trevor Bauer, I am front-loading $101 million of the first season and then a million dollars over the next two years. Because why bother? Like, who cares? Because if he doesn't play up the snuff, you don't really want him back. It's true. Or if he gets injured or whatever, yeah, he, right? It, you know what? Pay your $100 million, sign the check, and walk away. This way, you're stuck on the hook for two years. It's just silly. I don't know. It seems dumb to me. Again, maybe I'm being overly negative on this, but it's like, I, I'm not seeing it. I don't get it. Well, we'll see what happens, too, though. But All right. That Time. was way longer than I thought we would talk about that. As soon as, as soon as we got into the depths of the nonsense behind this, I was like, all right, I'm fired up. We're doing this. We're doing this live. That's why I needed my refill. I was like, I was feeling it coming on, Dave. I, I like it. it. I like it. I, I like it. it. All right. Let's talk about the game that shall not be named. Uh, you know what? The more I think about this game, the more I don't care. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? The only question is, the only thought I had of it on this one is really like, who who does this matter more for? And I think it matters more for the Chiefs than it does for the Bucks, uh, because it matters more to Patrick Mahomes and his potential legacy than it does for the Fogoat. Because nobody, who, everybody who has an opinion, nothing is going to change their opinion about Tom Brady based on this game, right? You have your opinion. You have your opinion based on whatever you base your opinion on. Yeah, no, and, for, and as, nothing as far, is going to change. As far as the Tom Brady piece is concerned, it is set in stone. If you legitimately believe that Tom Brady is the greatest of all time, nonstop, full full bore, we're done here then nothing anybody says will dissuade you. No, and and if he has a horrible game tomorrow and l- actually looks 43, still not going to dissuade anybody. That is correct. That is right. Right? If he has a, an amazing game and, you know, throws for 500 yards, but they still somehow only win by two points, uh, you know what? People are going to say, told you, see, this is just more proof. Of why." Like, there's nothing that changes that narrative, Right. Uh, the only, the, I mean, it is somewhat compelling to me in the sense of it's, you know, I'm only using the trick cause I don't actually think Brady's a goat, but like the goat versus the potential future goat, you know, cause that narrative is out there. Right. Um, and obviously, uh, Mahomes is on pace to beat Brady, uh, in multiple categories. Uh, obviously who knows, I mean, injuries could potentially play. How long is he going to play for, et cetera, et cetera. Right. But, uh, you know, I, I think this game vastly means more for the Chiefs than it like it for well, it means more for Mahomes than it does for Brady. Obviously, the other players, nobody, you know, no one's really talking about anybody else on either team. Uh, obviously, I would assume that, you know, any player on either team that hasn't won a Super Bowl before, this matters a lot to them. But, you know, the storyline is Mahomes versus Brady. Uh, and, you know, is the Chiefs' defense going to be decent? Right, because I feel I feel if the Chiefs if the Chiefs' offense is what it is, right, mm-hmm. and and actually plays that way, and the Chiefs' defense plays like mediocre to good, the Chiefs are going to win this game. Correct. Right. 
but I feel overall on paper, Tampa Bay has a better defense. So, you know what I mean? Like there's, and, and Tampa Bay's had trouble against the run. Obviously Leonard Fournette has looked pretty good the last couple of games, you know, so there's some, there's some, there's some matchups that I think are, are interesting and, and potential there. Right. But I, I don't like, to me that those are parts of, of the game would be the interesting. It's not whether like, is Brady going to like, Brady's probably going to do what he's done the whole thing. He's going to make some throws and then he's going to miss some throws horribly because that's what he's done all year. Right. And if Tampa Bay is going to win this game, it's going to be because of their defense. It's not going to be because of Tom Brady. But somehow, Tom, if they do, they, you know, it'll be like a, they'll win, you know, three to nothing somehow, and still Tom Brady will be given all the credit. If, if they do win, then yes, that is correct. Right? Like, it doesn't, I don't think it matters how they win the game. If Tampa Bay wins tomorrow, or today, or yet if they already won, depending on when you're listening to this podcast or watching it, Right, it, it, it that's what matters to people is this. Oh, Tom Brady's amazing. Regardless of what he actually does for the game, how much impact he has, he will be the storyline no matter what. That is valid. That's correct. So let's go with this. Uh, based on like we could do the breakdown. The reality is this: Kansas City should win based on the reality that offensively, I think their team is superior. I do think they're better built top to bottom. I think they have the better quarterback. That is my opinion. I think they have the better quarterback. I think now, oh, I think that's hard to argue. I mean, I know people will argue that. Yeah. But I think at this stage of the game, I, I take most people, if they're actually looking at it objectively or actually watch football, mm-hmm. would take a 20-whatever-he-is Mahomes versus a 43-year-old Brady. Yes, but I would take Patrick Mahomes at any time in Brady's career. I would take him over Pat- Tom Brady in his prime if they get an equivalent team. If they're, oh, I would they're, too. I would if they're, too, if they're but... doing this on a level playing field, like he's a better quarterback, full stop. He's just a better quarterback. The He's more athletic, and he's able to make more throws but in a more clear way. He's able to make a v- greater variety of throws. That and is... he, he really has the ability to, to a much greater degree, to make something happen from nothing. Correct. Yeah. So if, if it's not working right for Tom Brady, he will look like a complete doofus like he will just completely get shut down that is the question that we're going to have so that is really what it comes down to so the you know that's just the way it's going to be so from that perspective i these are the two scenarios i foresee if tampa bay wins it's going to be a close one because that's the only way tom brady can do it it's got to be a close one it's got to be a one possession game where they squeak it out if kansas city wins they could win by double digits pretty easily like if they really get rolling and they get going they could blow the Buccaneers out of the building. And if so, that could become a one-sided thing. Maybe neither one of those things happen, but that would be the two scenarios that I feel are the most plausible to me. Yeah. Fair enough? Yep, I think so. So, as far as predictions, I got Kansas City. What do you got? Yeah, I'm going to take Kansas City as well. Yeah. I don't I don't, I don't, don't really think in, in any way, shape, or form that it's going to be much of a... Like I don't, th- I don't see much deviation from that. Obviously, I think Tampa Bay can win, and I, as I said, if Tampa Bay is going to win, then Tampa Bay are so, is going to win because of their defense. It's not going to be because of Tom Brady, because I really see like, and maybe, you know, it depends. Like maybe they get the running game going, right? But any way you look at this, I don't see Tampa Bay winning this game unless their defense plays outstanding. Mm-hmm. And right. I, and I, I, you know what I mean? I just think. I just think the Tampa the the Kansas City offense is basically unstoppable by any defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can be as long now, as granted. They... Granted, I mean they did play each other once in the season. Uh, Kansas City won twenty seven twenty four. 
Uh, and that was, that was even with, uh, was it Tyreek Hill had 250 yards in the first half, mm-hmm. you know, but it also may feel like maybe they took their foot off the, the gas a little bit. I don't know. Cause I didn't watch that game, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, I, I feel that you can't totally discount that. I get it, but that's really what it comes down to. So I'm going to pick Kansas city and I'm going to say, if, if they're going to do it the way I expect, Let's say 27-10. 27-10 is what I'll go with. That's pretty uh, That's pretty bold. Hey, it is what it is. That's what I'm going with. I would say if I'm going to do that, I'm going to say it's probably going to be more in the range of like 31-24. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah. So here we go. So with that all said, now that that nonsense, that irrelevancy is out of the way, I like it. Novelty props, Dave. Ah, uh, yes, of course. You know I'm a fan of the novelty props. Who, well, yes, because I was actually thinking about this today. I was like, I wonder how many prop bets Carlos has made or is planning to make. Prop bets I have made zero so far. But perhaps by the end of this segment, I may change my mind. All right. Because all I've done so far is I've bet on Tampa Bay because fuck you, Tom Brady. If you're going to do this, then you will pay me for the. You will compensate me for my annoyance. You will. But I also bet on the other side of the fence, and I said, okay, Kansas City by, uh, I think it was like 11 and a half or 12 or something like that. I picked a really big number. I said, double digits, give me that. Because I'm getting three to one odds on that side. I'm getting 2.4 uh, to one odds on the other side. Skip. So, so good. So if I win either one of those, I come out ahead. Doesn't matter. So you're, you're good, man. Basically, the only scenario where I don't win is if Kansas City wins a squeaker. But if Kansas City wins a squeaker, you know what? Take the money. I don't care. They still Cause, won. Because Tom Brady Take didn't it. win. Yeah, fuck you, Tom Brady. That's the important thing. The important thing is fuck you, Tom Brady. That is the key takeaway that I want you all to have. That is key. Yep, I hear you, man. All right, here we go. Mm-hmm. Prop bets. And I will say, I use my bookie because that's the one that I've been using now. I've done pretty well with this playoff as well. I really haven't bet on a lot of stuff because, honestly, this football season has been odd. But when we got to the playoffs, I was a little bit more comfortable picking these matchups. But... They are very petty and spiteful in some of the some of the prop bets they do, and they're very odd. Some of them really are. But anyway, you ready for some prop bets, Dave? Yes, I am. This is old school. This is like the old days with the sheet. This is the kind of prop bets we're talking about here. Here we go. All right. All right. First, Super Bowl special prop bet. Urban Dictionary, and this is the way they put it. So a, this is a person whose nose is exposed while they're wearing the mask. Okay. So it's like, you know, you like you've seen that. Yeah. That is the prop bet that this is based on. Okay. So this is a Michael Rappaport prop specialist, what they call it. Ooh. Michael Rappaport. So will either head coach have a dick nose in the first quarter, which has been defined by me just moments ago? That is what he, the Michael Rappaport refers it to. So in the first quarter, so either yes, a head coach will have that, or no, they will not in the first quarter. That is the first prop bet. Okay. So, are you a yes or a no on that one? I'm on. I'm a no, um, partly because Andy Reid wears a face shield. He does. He does. So I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with no on that one. Yeah, you get 1.83 to one. So either way, you're 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 not. You could do almost two to one. Like that's like that's so yes or no. Either that's yes or so no. Good. You could take and it's and it's fifty fifty. Either you do or you don't. And by the way, I think you'd have to. It have to be shown on TV. So even if it happens and it's not caught on TV, it didn't happen. Correct. So, so that gives you an out potentially as well. So just bear that in mind. That's a silly one. All right. Next prop bet. 
will Tom Brady throw a sideline tantrum? <laughs> it's like, what quarter will Tom Brady throw a sideline tantrum? So but I But also what what qualifies as a sideline tantrum? So I I'll give it to you. So let me go here real quick. I just want to find it properly. I think they just call it basically was like yelling at someone because I thought on a couple of these, they defined it a little bit better, but all right. I will say second quarter. Yeah. I know the, the way they phrase it is weird. I think, um, I think the key is that some of the folks at my book here are drunk when they write these things. I'm confident they're like drinking at the office because the, because the answer they've got for what quarter will Tom Brady throw a sideline tantrum is yes and no. <laughs> well, I'm not going to bet that one then. I feel like the answer should be yes. Like, Yes. If I get the result I want, he'll have a tantrum. Yes. What quarter? Yes. Yeah, exactly. That's you know the, that. You know you that's sure my you favorite. You didn't write that because I was like, that sounds a lot like you, Carlos. I, I do it out of spite. Yes. What quarter will he have aside that tantrum? Yes. The answer is yes, Dave. I feel you need to bet that one just for just because. That's oh. If I was getting better odds than this, like one point six seven on. By the way, the 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 favorite is yes on the tantrum. The favorite is yes. All right. Just so we're clear. Uh, the no is 2.1 to 1. So there you go. All right, next one. Next prop bet. Um, here we go. Tampa Bay must lose, and Giselle must name a receiver who did not perform for the yes to count. So they're very specific on this. Will Giselle publicly blame a Buccaneers receiver? Yes or no? No. Yes. So that's, uh, so if you said yes, that's 3.25 to 1. I, I like some of these prop bets. Some of these prop bets I mean, are very... Don't get me wrong. I think they're great bets, but yeah. I'm a no on that one. All right. Here we go. So, um, this one here. Will there be a touchdown longer than the combined age of the two quarterbacks? Yes or no? And the combined age is 69 years old. Hmm. That's a good one, too. I don't... That one... Uh... I'm going to go, I bet no. You need a 70-yard touchdown to win this one. Yeah, I would go with no on that one. But you know what I mean? I, I think both both teams have players who are capable of that. So, yeah. you know, that's so a good just, one. Now, now, do you understand why I like my bookie in certain ways? Yes. Yes. This next one, will you'll enjoy even more. All right. Will Tom Brady exit the game with a broken hip? The qualifier is that the hip must be confirmed broken. Yes or no? No. <laughs> That's so random. That one is the one you should have accused me of writing. That's the one you should have accused me of writing. That's what I was just about to say. Did you write that one too? Like, no. I want death. I want destruction. Carlos, is this literally, I don't care what site this is. It feels like it's like Carlos's random prop bets. That's what this feels like right now. I swear to you. You know what? I'm going to do you one better. I was going to swear to you, but I'm going to do one better. Hold on. I will actually take a screenshot of this, and I will send it to you. And on next week's podcast, you can confirm. I am sending you a screenshot of this exact prop bet, the broken hip one. All right. All right. You can confirm that you receive this. That's all I'm saying to you. All you right. will, And you will confirm it. Or okay. someone's going to break my hip. You are <laughs> extremely expendable. You can be dealt with. So you're a school teacher. It's not like you need your hip for anything. That's all I'm saying. All right. Don't mess Next with these forces. I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. You got me all fired up questioning my hip broken question. How dare you, sir? You know what? Actually, while I'm out of here, hold on. Boom. Check your phone, asshole. Check it. Anyway, so I'll go to the next one while you're doing that. All right. All right. Next one. 
is, will any player wear a mega hat on field? Make America great again. Yes, no. Yeah, I doubt that, but it's, you know, it's possible, but I highly doubt it. Just saying. That's, that's what I would not take a bet on that one. <laughs> a lot Let's of see. these, some of these have very long odds in favor. If you said yes, you get eight to one. If you said yes to the broken hip, you get eight to one. If you said uh, yes to Giselle, you get three to one. By the way, the three to one means it's, they feel like it's almost pl- plausible compared to the mega hat and the broken hip. They feel like it's more than twice as likely. Yeah, I just think, I, I don't know. I think some of them are probably, uh, you know, they just they just look at it and go, yeah, we'll just put this randomly out there and we'll just see what happens. Bruh, right? I'm, I'm good with it. I like it. I like it. That's all I'm saying. All right. Were you able to check your phone or no? I'm looking at it as we speak. Mm-hmm. Hip. <laughs> what does it say, Dave? It does we'll it not say exactly what I said. Yeah, no, it says exactly what you said. That is available as a prop bed right now as we speak. As we speak. I almost want to bet just to just just on the no because just to win two cents. That, well, that's the problem. The problem is when you go with it, it was like uh, for many years you had the Super Bowl prop bet. Like, does this go to overtime? Yep. And it's like like it's a winner. But like, did you really win? Well, I know exactly. Because you, like, you win so little on it. That is, is it really worth betting on it? Correct. Like, there are so many better wagers if you're going to even try. Next one. Who will complain to the referee first, Tom Brady or any other player? Nice. I like that. That one I like. That, that, that 2. probably. 2.2 to 1. 2.2 to 1. They're giving pretty decent odds on that one. Not that bad. would be probably my favorite bet so far. Yeah. All right. I think, I think I'm going to the Tom Brady complaining to the ref uh, one. I'm, I'm going I'm to put, put a sound $5 on that. All right. As far as prop bets is concerned, by the way, word to the wise, never bet a lot on prop bets. They're so random and they're so difficult to define sometimes. It's, eh, don't put a lot of money on the prop bets. No, and remember, even if you're going to bet like something like the broken hip one, which is, so, I mean, amazing. it's possible. Amazing. It's possible, but so it's, highly unlikely. I mean, it's such a good shot, though. But you know it's what I mean? If you're going to buy, if you're going to buy, if you're going to bet no on that, like, you know what I mean? Okay, I just bet like a ton of money on it. If you're going to bet a no, but... then save your money. Don't even make the bet. Could you imagine if you bet the no and he breaks his hip? Like, uh, could you imagine? You were on the wrong side of history, my friend. You went with the Confederates, and now you've got Confederate funds in your house. Oh, man. (laughs) Brutal. (laughs) Totally brutal. (sighs) This sucks. I should never have agreed to be paid in Zimbabwe dollars. This is trash. There you go. Anyway, next one. Uh, Will Patrick Mahomes do the tomahawk chop? Yes or no? Okay, I'm gonna. The answer is no. The answer is no. Yes, <laughs> but but still, I like that it was there. Like I said, I feel that my book of people. I feel like somewhere off in the distance, off in Kuala Lumpur, wherever they are, they're in an island somewhere. The point is, I feel like the my book of people are my people. It's like they read my mind and got the proper amount of sass, the right amount of like you're just assholes, aren't you? Like, well, exactly. That's what I feel like. That's what it I feel, feel like. It feels like they are are very much on the, you know. Carlos kind of thing, right? Look, Dave, what did I say? What does it say down there? It says the only thing that matters, Super Bowl nominee props. It's true, man. Is this not like 100 times better than dealing with, like, oh, well, maybe the Chiefs will win. Maybe the- oh, for sure. Who gives it's way more fun. Who gives a shit? All right, next one. Will Joe Biden make a Super Bowl winner selection? Will he make a prediction? Yes or no? Ooh. 
and I think I think you could make a case either way. I think you could. Yeah, I because think even so. if you say no, you're getting one and a half to one. That's not terrible. That's not terrible. No, not terrible. I'm not offended. If if he does, if he does in fact do that, so Biden has to give a pre Super Bowl interview on CBS for this one to play. But if he does select, will Joe Biden? Who will Joe Biden select to win the Super Bowl? Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Kansas City Chiefs. Wonders if they both can win. Declines to pick a side. Nice. I like the harshness. I like it. Four different options of that one. What do you hey. like? Wonders if they both can win. Six to one. Six to one. Strong. Strong. Same category. He must give an interview. Will Joe Biden mention the Eagles in the interview? Yes, he mentions the Eagles. No, he does not mention the Eagles. Hmm. Interesting. I like it. Yep. Next one. Will it rain on the field during the Super Bowl? Yes or no? During the game. This must occur during the game. Yeah. I don't know. It is in Tampa, so it's possible. It is. They could. All right. Next one. Will Tampa Bay issue a curfew on Super Bowl Sunday? Yes, Super Bowl curfew. No, Super Bowl curfew. I feel like that's a no. Yeah. COVID be damned. Everyone can be diseased. Take the no. If it was better odds, I'd bet on the no. Just saying. Yeah, fair enough. 1.33 to 1 is not quite good enough for me. No. If Tampa Bay wins, next one, next category. If Tampa Bay wins, will the parade be on the water? Yes, boat parade or no boat parade. Are you pro or con boat parade, Dave? But, I mean, you lose the This is actually not a bad bet for the bookie, right? Because if you bet on this and Tampa Bay loses, they get your money. The condition is if Tampa wins. So. Right? Like, I, I like, I, I, the, from a bookie's perspective, I quite like that bet. Yep. I just throw it out. Listen, guys, this, these prop, silly prop bets are the fun ones for me. These are the fun ones for me. For sure. For sure. All right. Next one. Here we All go. Right. The one after this one, by the way, will play right into what you've already mentioned on this very podcast. All right. So, this next one here. First one. What will the price of Dogecoin be at kickoff of the Super Bowl? Over nice. three and a half cents per Dogecoin or under three and a half cents per Dogecoin? I like it. I like it, Carlos. Dun, dun, dun. By the way, just uh, to help out the people, we're recording this on Saturday night. And uh, just so we're all on the same page, I want to give this to the people. Now, this is, should be in U.S. dollars, just so we're clear. So okay. I'll, I'll get it in U.S. dollars because I'm pretty sure they're doing it by U.S. dollars. So currently in USD, Dogecoin is at 5.6 cents. So the question is, by tomorrow, is it over 3.5 cents or under 3.5 cents? At what time tomorrow? Is that like game time? 6 p.m. 6 p.m., okay. So 6 p.m. I'm picking the over. I'm going Dogecoin. Boom. $5. Why? Nice. Don't bet more than $5. Also true. Seriously, like on, on, on a profit, don't do it. That's just stupidity. Don't do it. Just saying. Just saying. My bet has been accepted. I'm on the Dogecoin bandwagon. I will make more money if I win that bet than Dogecoin. Woo. Woo woo. It's three and a half cents, man. <laughs> For God's sake. Uh, okay, next one. <clears throat> and this one plays right into what you talked about on the podcast earlier already. Will Andy Reid wear a face mask or a plastic face shield? You seem like your team plastic face shield. 
I am. I'm ve- this one. I would bet three and a half to one. I would bet classic face shield. So that one, I if I was betting, I would bet on that one for sure. Bold move, sir. Bold move. I actually think he'll wear the face mask, but at three and a half to one, you get two dollars. I like it. I like it. Again, bet small amounts on, on silly prop bets. Small amounts. Then you can laugh if you win. Have a good chuckle, but don't don't bet like real money. Don't 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 do that. Just don't. This is this is a public service now. Don't don't do that. Don't. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, it's like I'm I'm saying this for your own good, people. I'm saying this for your own good. Bet responsibly. All right, next one. Who will tweet more during the game? Option one, Brittany Matthews. I don't know who that is. Option two, Giselle Bunchen. Option three, Bridget Moynihan. I'm assuming these are all three either current wife, previous girlfriends of Tom Brady. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to see look up and see. no, Brittany Matthews is uh, Mahomes' girlfriend. Ah, so two Tom Brady ones and a Patrick Mahomes one. Interesting, interesting. Or sorry, Patrick, let me correct that. Patrick Mahomes' fiance. Fair enough. But these are three former or current significant others of the two quarterbacks who will tweet more during the game. I also like this one. What I guess, And I guess if none of them tweet at all, it's a push. Yes, I would consider that a push, yes. So, yeah, I. you know what? I, I don't know. I don't know well, how I feel about this one. Well, if you believe that the, that Giselle will blame a receiver, you should probably double up on this one. Fair enough. That would be my advice. If you believe that Giselle will call out a receiver, you got to go with Giselle on this one. There's a little piece of advice for you guys. Think about that. Do you want the odds? Yeah, sure. Why not? Brittany Matthews, 1.45 to 1. So she's considered the favorite. She is the youngest of the three. Giselle Bunchen is 2.25 to 1, considered the second favorite. And Bridget Moynihan is considered 2.5 to 1. I would love it if Bridget Moynihan wins, but she tweets about nothing related to the Super Bowl. Guys, guys, Dogecoin just hit 3.6 cents. Bye! We're still good! I'll keep an eye on the Bridget Moynihan account to find out if she updates us on Dogecoin. I like it. Again, you could double up. Maybe you do the Dogecoin and Bridget Moynihan double. <laughs> so her, uh, I'm just looking it up now, just to kind of see to see if you can get the double. No, like George. so she's she's kind of like Brittany Matthews. Anyways, is very hit and miss on the tweets. She I like that you she, has, she tweets like daily, but she doesn't tweet like a lot. I mean, it's I guess I, if I really wanted to do this, I would go back to like the last game and the day of the last game each team played and go through that. Um, Bro, how do you think I won the Lady Gaga anthem one? I had to do some research. Dave, I put time and effort into my ridiculously stupid novelty prop bets. As you should, Carlos. More so than I do with the game. <laughs> I put more effort into these novelty stupid prop bets. Just saying. All right, yeah. next one. Will a streaker run on the field during the Super Bowl? Yes, no. No, we, This is that's not even a question. The answer is yeah. no. They will be shot on sight. All right, next one. Will Bruce especially, Arians, cons- especially considering that it's a crowd of like all healthcare workers. So the streaker possibility is higher, you say. <laughs> Eight to one. Interesting. Very interesting. Next, will Bruce Arians wear a Kang Gull hat on the sideline? I don't know what that is. K A N G O L. I don't know what that is. 
Say it again. Will Bruce Arians wear a Kangol hat uh, on the sideline? You know the the hat that like Samuel L. Jackson wears or has worn a bunch of times? I don't. I know Samuel okay. L. Jackson, but I don't pay attention to his hats. Okay. I know what a Kangol hat are is. Are you talking about are you talking about like the beret looking hat? It's it kind of, yeah. Okay. So would he wear that on the sideline during <sighs> the game? Probably not. I would say I, I, I so highly you're a no man. Yeah. One point four five to one on the no is pretty good. It's not bad. What does it usually wear on the sideline? I assume the team has. Well, that's what I'm looking at right now, right? Do I some wanna... research. I kind of like this Kangle hat angle. I kind of like this Kangle hat angle. All right, next one. He has worn it on the sidelines. So it has happened. The Kangle hat. Would he be so bold to do it? And he has bowl? also, just, just for the record, he has worn it during a Tampa Bay game. So he has, he has worn both. Like, obviously, he's coached other teams. So there are images of him on the sidelines with a Kangle hat on. Uh, coaching the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> this is so a bold, it's possible. This is a bold one, Dave, because the no is one point four five to one, which is not terrible. It's not terrible, but the yes is two point five five. That's that's. I almost feel it's worse. that is spicy, Dave. That is spicy. Now the question is, has he worn it in Tampa Bay? Bruce Arians has also worn the face shield. That is real spicy, Dave. So I'm going to go with definitely no on the dick nose. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because um, they're, they're all about the face shield, both of them. Okay. So we're going three bucks on the Kangle hat. We're going three bucks on the Kangle hat. Oh, I mean, you know what I mean? Like he's worn, he's worn a, um, just like a, like a baseball cap more. I'm with he you. has worn the Kangle hat. But is he, is he enough of a douchebag to do that during the Super Bowl? Absolutely is. Hundred percent he is. That's what I mean. Like I I feel like that's an interesting that's what Dave, that's why I said it's spicy. Very spicy. I like that one. All right, next one. Will Bruce Arians retire at the end of the season? Yes, no. No. He already he basically has already said that he isn't going to. Yeah. You can get one point one four to one if you say no. Next one. Will Rob Gronkowski retire at the end of the season? No. Fair enough. All right, next one. I like this one. You're, I think you'll enjoy this one. All right. What will take longer? The Super Bowl 45 anthem or the Jake Paul Ben Askren fight? See, I like that. I like I like prop bets like this. Mm. What's I in? don't know what I think, but I like this prop bet. That may be worth a fly or two. Yeah. The anthem can take a while. Depends on if that fight's not competitive and it ends real fast. You could win on the anthem one. Three and a half to one. Three and a half to one on the anthem. Very interesting. Spicy. Indeed. Like, so, you know, I like these. These so have been far, some good so prop far, So far, the Kangol hat is, is up there. That that But that's so solid. Like, it's solid. I felt good about the Kangol hat one. Felt good. Felt good. All right, next one. Will Tom Brady retire at the end of the season? Hell no. He's a stubborn son of a bitch. He's not going anywhere. Yeah, I agree. Now, you will get better. You will get 1.14 to 1. Still not amazing. I still wouldn't want to bank my money on it, but you. But it's it's a good bet. You probably win that one. Next one. How many times will Roger Goodell be shown? Over one and a half times? Under one and a half times? 
Yep. Don't really care about that one, but yeah, not not a bad bet. You like the over or the other? I like the over. Fair enough. All right. You ready to do some national anthems bets? I got those too. They're the classic. You know these. National anthem. You know this. And they've got a couple different ones, which I thought was impressive. Are you ready? Yep. All right. Here we go. I was actually hoping for an answer. You were like just staring into the, into the ether. Like, Sorry. yes or no would suffice. Like, yes. Thank you. Good job by you. Anyway, <laughs> it was so simple. Like, I gave you a simple instruction and even still struggled. Okay, fine. Here we go. All right. <clears throat> so they give the qualifier. Time starts the moment the first note is sung until the end of the, na- the last note. They put a max bet of $100, which is to say, who's betting more than $100 on the National Anthem bet? Goddamn, son. Apparently it's I, a thing, man. I like your degenerate gambling. I do like it. I like it. Don't do it. Not on no. a National Anthem bet. Goddamn, son. As a man who's won his fair share of these, don't don't bet more than a couple of dollars on it. It's, it's a fun wager. Okay, here we go. Time starts the moment the note, first note is sung until the end of the last note. This is the time one. This is the okay. time one. Okay. Over one two minutes, fifteen point one five seconds. It's extremely specific. Who's singing it? Um, the national anthem. I believe it's a guy named Eric Church because the next couple are related to Eric Church. So I'm okay, guessing that's under. I don't know who that is. I say under. How many more of these we got to go? Total. Uh, right now I'm on the anthem one, so I've got a couple here, and then uh, I'm going to go to the Gatorade shower, which of course we have to have there. Of course, of course you do. I, I'd, we'll say, gra- I'd say under. Yeah, we'll grab a we'll we'll zip through these, so don't take too much time on these. We'll zip through these okay. because then I want to get the Gatorade shower, and then there's a cross sport props as well. I, I like, like the those. cross sport, of course. So so let's zip through these quickly, okay? All right, but I'll still include them just real quick. Okay, next one. Primary color of Eric Church's shirt. If you like the Gatorade bet, this is your favorite bet. Black, gray, white, blue, red, yellow, green. Black. Done. 1.59 to 1. That's the favorite. Next. Will Eric Church wear a jean jacket? Yes, no. I don't know. No, I'm going to go with I don't know who Eric Church is, so I can't. He's a country singer. Ooh, that feels like it's a better chance. Slightly better chance. Next one is will he wear a leather jacket? So depending on where you're feeling on that one, you could go with the jean jacket or the leather jacket. Yeah, I I, I, I don't think he's going to wear a jacket. Will Eric Church be wearing sunglasses? Yes, no. No. Will he wear a cowboy hat? Yes, no. Mm, I don't know. I, I'm also I'm going to go with no hat. Sure. No, no, I got you. But I'm just throwing these out. Just asking. I don't know. I feel it's kind of like disrespectful to wear a hat when you sing the national anthem. So I'm thinking he's going no hat. This is my spicy. This is my hot take. Fuck the national anthem. Who cares? Also, everybody's national anthem. I don't care. Also, Googling Eric Church, like just and clicking images. Okay. Okay. Of the first, like, I'd say maybe 30 images, maybe more. I There are two pictures of him with a hat on. None of them are with a cowboy hat. Then I think uh, I think that leans in that direction. So you're feeling the no. Odds are so crappy on the no, though. Yeah, that probably makes sense. Moving on. But yeah, my hot take is fuck the national anthem. I don't care about any of them. The Olympics, screw yourselves. Don't care. Uh, and by the way, that's not just the U.S. It's Canada. It's Zimbabwe. 
It's fr- the French national anthem. I, I'm not picky. I don't care. I hate all your national anthems. They all suck. They're all garbage. Moving on. Will what will Jasmine Sullivan be wearing for the anthem? Skirt slash dress for the anthem. Pants, shorts, leggings. That's very specific. I don't also don't know who Jasmine Sullivan is. I don't either. She is a American singer songwriter. Amazing. But what what kind of? She signed with RCA. She's thirty three years old. Still don't know how what kind of music she sings. I think it has more to do with the weather in that case, though. Yeah, R and B would make more sense if the weather is kind of meh. What is the forecast for Tampa Bay? I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna go with boot shorts leggings. We'll yeah, I think I think that's valid. Next one, primary color for top. We're gonna skip that one because that's kind of boring. Um, will Jasmine's outfit show, outfit show cleavage? Moving on. Let me quickly scan. Will she be wearing a hat? Will she also be wearing a hat? Yes or no? Uh yes. Excellent. Also, Carlos, um, there is rain in the forecast for tomorrow. Ooh. Ooh. Interesting. All right, this is a good one. Will any scoring drive take less time than the anthem? Yes or no? Any scoring drive in the game take less time than the anthem? Yes that's or a no? Great, that's a great one. Um, that's a good one. I like I'll go that. with yes. All right, so yes is 1.25 to 1. No is 3.5. Not bad. Not bad. Interesting. I like that one. All now, right, game. But the, the question I would have on that, though, I'm assuming they're talking about actual game time as opposed to. Yeah, it would be game time. I don't think physical time makes any sense because timeouts and stuff can really mess with that. Well, that's what I mean, right? That's It'd have something to I'd time. make sure. But <laughs> You'd literally have to have somebody sitting there with a stopwatch if you did real time. It would be too difficult. All right. Good old Gatorade one. Traditional Gatorade prop bet. As color, always, we have to have this one. Color of liquid poured on the winning coach. Orange, red, pink, yellow, green, lime, purple, clear, or blue? I'm going orange because that's I always go orange, Carlos, on that one. And you know that. One time you freaking won with orange. One time. All right. Total buckets of liquid poured on the winning coach. One, two, or no? Mm, one. All right. 1.25 to one. Winning coach be drenched before the whistle. Yes, no? Yeet. That depends. Well, if it, if the game goes the way you're predicting it to, yes. Indeed. Indeed. All right. Cross-sport props. Here we go. This will be the last one. We'll take this home on this one. All right. And then we'll talk some wrestling questions you got. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> this concludes our Super Bowl coverage. The most important part, novelty props. Woo-woo. I'm sorry. I'm way. You may have noticed. I'm infinitely more excited about the novelty props than I am in this stupid garbage game. Don't as care. as anybody really should be. Let's be all real. right. Listen. The narrative is. Oh, this is the greatest Super Bowl of all time. It's the most important. Oh, the narrative. The the goat against the potential future goat. Blah blah blah. Don't care. Don't give a shit. Moving on. All right. Who will have more? This is a who will have more. Mm-hmm. Dustin Johnson fourth round birdies in Saudi Arabia or. Chris Godwin interceptions. The plus minus is Chris Godwin interceptions by minus one and a half. They're giving a one and a half is the clearance on that. So more Dustin Johnson fourth round, final round, birdies, and Chris Godwin receptions. Like, so if I was actually going to bet on this, I'd take like a look at the course and and you know what 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 is what he's been shooting so far and all that kind of jazz. But since I'm not going to do that. Uh, and it's Chris Godwin. I will go with more Chris Godwin receptions. All right. This next one, especially is kind of if, if if Antonio Brown is actually hampered and doesn't play, or because he, he's listed as questionable. 
All right, sounds fair. This next one requires advanced trigonometry, but I will assist you. All right, who will have more? Bryson DeChambeau, fourth round score in Saudi Arabia. His score. Okay. okay. Or Travis Kelsey receiving yards. The line is 28 and a half. Which means, let, let's make this simple. Let's make, I'm going to assist so you. So he's probably going to what, get like, shoot like what, like, let's, let's say like, be a fair, like a 70? That's what I'm getting at. So let's assume it's about in around someone like a 70. That means you're looking at, so Travis Kelsey yards, are you saying he's over or under 98 and a half yards? That's what you're, what you're talking about here. Basically, Wait. you're saying, does he get to about 100 or not? Yeah, um, because Travis possible. Kelsey is the one who's on the on the advantage edge of this line. So it's 28 and a half. So it means if you add the 70 to 28 and a half in order for Deshaun blow to win, you got to be under 98. You got to be 98 yards or less in that scenario. Or basically, if if you think Travis Kelsey will get to 100 receiving yards, you pick Travis Kelsey. That's basically what you're saying. Yeah. 100 receiving. I know. Um I'm gonna go with no. I'm gonna go. I would go with the under on that. I'd I'd, I'd pick Dushan. So you say Dushan blow. Dushan blow. Yeah. blow. That's the thinker though. The key is that's a good line because that's a thinker. That's you really these have are, to think these, about. They're they're fun, right? Like these things are. They're the reason they exist is because well, two reasons. One, because they're fun, and two, because there's a lot of degenerate people out there who actually bet on them. All right, I'll give you one more golf one, and then we'll do a couple of soccer ones. Whoa! All right, cross sport, buddy. This is the advantage of cross sport. All right, here we go. Ricky Fowler, fourth round score. Fourth round score. I think he's at the Waste Management Classic. So he's uh, he's not in Saudi Arabia. He's over in the PGA Tour one. Okay. All right. Versus Chris Godwin receiving yards, minus seven and a half. So you're saying Chris Godwin, if you pick Chris Godwin, you're saying he gets more than eight yards more yeah, than I'm Ricky Fowler's fourth round score. I'm, pick- I'm picking Chris Godwin on this one. That feels a solid one, 1.87. That's not a bad one. All right, next one. You're going to like this one. Man City goals versus Liverpool mm-hmm. versus Super Bowl 45 made first quarter field goals. <laughs> Dang. That's, that's good because, because. And the line is one and a half in advantage of the Man City goals. So if you pick Man City goals, you're saying they score at least two goals more than first quarter field goals. But it's also quite, I mean, this, this is the thing. It's quite possible that you have zero in either. You good? So uh, I'm going to go with the field goals. Field goals. Interesting. Somewhere off in the distance, Oaks is like, damn right. And then and then watch like Man City wins like 6-0 or something. But, you know. Hey, man. All right. Same thing. We're going to stick with Man City here. All right. Who will have more? Man City versus Liverpool goals. Mm-hmm. Total. Okay. Versus... Tampa Bay Buccaneers touchdowns. Well, son, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Tampa Bay touchdowns. Ooh, interesting. But I like, I like those ones to to the point where I'm not going to bet on them, but I will ask Megan what she thinks. It's a, it's a good, that's why I say like, these are some strong prop bets, buddy. I like some of these prop bets. All right. Who have more? Mo Salah goals. I don't know who that is. Versus Van City. He's a player on Liverpool. Excellent. Versus Patrick Mahomes first t- first quarter touchdown passes. It's a pick 'em. Straight up, who has the most? 
I, probably Patrick Mahomes. All right. But I, I feel I really honestly I wouldn't bet this because I I really feel like it's going to be zero for both of them. Could be. All right, next one. Who will have more? Parma goals versus Bologna. Just because I say Bologna. Versus Tyreek Hill touchdowns. The line is one and a half in favor of Parma goals versus Bologna. I I take the Tyreek Hill touchdowns on this one just because. Ooh, interesting, interesting. All right, let me see if there's any other one that are fun here. Okay, here's a good one. Let's do a little basketball for a second here. All right. All right. Rudy Gobert, points plus rebounds versus Tyreek Hill, longest reception. The line is in favor of Tyreek Hill by minus one and a half. I'm t- no, I take Gobert. So you're saying at his Rudy point, Gobert, points plus rebounds. To, and to Tyreek Hill's? To t- longest single reception. Yeah, I'm taking Rudy Gobert. All right, one point eight seven to one. But that's a good. That's another good one too. <laughs> they just, they have they have come up with some very clever. Like they put the pieces together. They if they had just said points, it would have been wonky. But then no, they said points plus rebounds. They like put the pieces together for you. Yeah, hold on, I need this one. This one needs a little bit of uh, context here, Carlos. All right. So if you go with if you go with his average so far, uh huh. Okay. Um, he's averaging that that number would be about twenty six. There you go. So if he gets a thirty yard reception, Tyreek Hill wins. Correct. Yeah, that that's how you have to think about it. All right, here's another one for you. Julius Randle, New York Knicks, made free goals, uh, free throws, free throws. Okay. Versus Tampa Bay Buccaneers, first quarter points. Does he make more free throws than Tampa Bay first quarter points? Trying to see if it's up there. No, it's not. He is a eighty percent uh, free throw shooter, though. True. Julius Randall is. But the thing is, like, if Tampa Bay scores a touchdown in the first quarter, he would have to make seven free throws. So he's, you know what though? He's averaging. He's averaging less than that. He's averaging six and a half free throw attempts per game. So basically, you're saying Tampa Bay basically doesn't score in the first quarter to pick Julius Randall. Pretty much. Julius Randall, it is. That's why I, I. That's why I say, like, you got to think. Some of these are thinkers. It's not like an instant gut reaction. It's like, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Hold and on. and I would say this is my the only thing I would say. If you're actually going to do, like, I mean, who knows what the hell this is going to be, right? There's no like science of it, but do your research so at least you have an idea of what you're getting into, yeah. right? If you're going to bet on that, like, at least know what the average is of like a field goal or you know the field goal for free throw percentage or things like that, right? That's right. All right, I, I like – there's a couple here that I like. I'm skipping a couple of ones that are less interesting, but I'm picking a couple that are kind of fun. All right, who will have more? Kawhi Leonard points versus Kansas City Chiefs total points. The line is four and a half for the Kansas City. So you have to have Kansas City outscore Kawhi by at least five points. Hmm. I take Kawhi. All right. Kawhi. Who are they playing? Sorry, does it say who the is playing? Okay, let me see. I don't, I don't know who the Clippers are playing. Let's see what their schedule is. But I, I'm still taking Kawhi. You're taking Kawhi. All right. Uh, oh, oh, I'm definitely taking Kawhi. Who are they playing? <laughs> the Kings. Ooh. Interesting. Uh, just for the record, the uh, the Kings are – I have a 500 record. Yeah. yeah. But they yeah. are on a three-game winning streak, if that matters to anyone. 
Yep. All right, next one. Who will have more? We'll do a hockey one here. Nathan McKinnon points versus St. Louis versus Harrison Butker made field goals. I like the Kansas that one City Chiefs, the Kansas City Chiefs kicker. I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs kicker. So he needs to have two more field goals than Nathan McKinnon points. Two more. Wait, so if McKinnon has has five points, sorry, if he gets like, let's say he gets a goal and assist, he has two points, he needs three field goals total? He needs four field goals? He's got to be ahead. Harrison Butker has to be ahead by two to win this wager. Two. Two what? Two points? field goals. Two field goals versus the points. So he has to be away. He has to be ahead by six. Whatever. No, it doesn't matter what the number is. Butker has to make two more field goals than however many oh, okay, Nathan McKinnon points are. So if he gets if he gets zero points, he needs two field then goals. Then he needs two field goals. Correct. Yeah, I, I'll take the McKin- Nathan McKinnon points. All right, you still like the Nathan McKinnon points? Yeah, yeah. That that's why I say the line is what makes it. You have to be thinking. Like, hold of on. Of course. I mean, obviously, if I was going to bet, I would be looking at the line too, and whether it's exactly the line. The line. That's why I make sure to include the line because the line is absolutely key. You have to include the line, otherwise, you're in trouble. All right. So I got two soccer ones to finish this off on. This will be the last two novelty props and move on to wrestling. Here we go. You'll like this one. All right. Who will have more? Barcelona and Real Betis goals versus Tom Brady rushing attempts. The first one. Now they have to be ahead by two. They have to be ahead by two. I still take the first one. I'm just saying. Just make it but sure yeah, I, I hear you. Like, I mean, that's a good one too because Tom Brady, like a QB sneak or even a kneel down, would, a kneel down would count, right? Correct. So you have to be very careful. You have to think about these things. It's yeah, crazy. I don't know. Probably, I mean, all realistically, probably Tom Brady, but it depends on how many short yardage situations there are too. All right. So this next one is a pick'em. This all one's right. a pick'em. Who will have more? Lionel Messi goals versus Real Betis, or Travis Kelsey touchdowns. Travis Kelsey. All right. But again, just for fun. I mean, if that guy, I, you know what? On that one, I just bet whatever give me better odds. Fair. Fair. That concludes. Now, not completely, because obviously there are really crazy ones. Like you could bet on total passing yards, all kinds of stuff, total completions. Like I, I've, I've, I've ignored a bunch of the other prop bets that like are really specifics. Because at that stage, it's like, okay, you can run through a whole list of them. But it's really borderline impossible. Over under, how many times does Joe Buck say it's loud? Uh, Dave, the game's on CBS. I stand by that prop bet. (laughs) All of a sudden, we got live coverage from his house. It's loud! You're in your house! I have a really loud surround sound system! True story. Oh, True story. But yep, that concludes the main ones. Uh, obviously, you got you got anytime touchdowns. You got various team props, specific player props, all kinds of props, like millions of props, total points, you know, margin of victory. I decided to ignore all those. I wanted to go with the silly. I wanted to go with the esoteric, the fun, the cross sport. Yeah, the proper novelty props. As far as I'm concerned, is if you're going to do novelty props, this is how you do it. You just find the silly props that you kind of like, and you go with it. Including, does Bruce Arians wear a specific hat? And dumb shit like that. $5. Yes. Correct. That's how you do it. Take my money. That is how it's done. And that concludes our coverage of Super Bowl 55.
as it should. Not, nothing else you really need to need to mention there. I felt that that last segment was our strongest stuff. I almost kind of want to end it there because the wrestling questions can wait, Carlos. They're not going anywhere. Ah, finish it off. Just do it. All right. I will. I will mention. I will mention uh, two things. I guess. Because um, now that I said I have watched every episode of Dark Side of the Ring, fantastic series, uh, which is returning for season three sometime this year, which is good. Allegedly. So I would I would ask I have two questions for you and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll just put them both out there and then we can take it where we take it from there. All right. First one is uh, if you were in charge, like if you're producing the show and uh-huh. you're in charge of it, who who would you like? What would you do a story on that they haven't done on already? And and my second thing is um, who's who's more whack, like crazy, uh, Vince Russo or Jim Cornette? Ooh, ooh. The second one, I think, is a so this so the second one is what I would qualify as a spicier question. The second I agree. One I agree. Spicier. I agree. Second one is truly, truly the 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 fascinating question. I like that one. Um, the first one is tricky just because it's like I like the series because I think they did it really well, but it's just depressing after a while. Like it really does seem to get really depressing after some time, because it's like, all right, look, I got it, like. I already covered this. Wrestling is is a shitty business with some garbage people in it. Like we just gotta accept that. But it's still somehow hella entertaining. And and the more I think about it, and this this we can talk about what this reveals about me later. I kind of want to go to like a WrestleMania. Okay, so I'm gonna skip the first question because the first question is like pointless. I'll talk about the spicy Russo, and we're coming back to that exact point that you just made. We're coming back to that shit. And you know what? I'm going to answer the spicy one first. Okay, let and me then say, if it was if it was me, I would try and do like something on specifically on steroids in wrestling. You very well could. Cuz they haven't covered that. I mean, it it's been talked about and and alluded right? to in the various, yes. But but they haven't done a specific story about that and I think or even the the the, the, the McMahon went on trial. I mean, obviously he was found not guilty, but That's fair. But but that trial, you know, something like that. Yeah, I think that's very valid. I think it's very valid. So, what's going to happen now? And those of you with the power of editing are going to see the the streamlined version of this. First, I'm going to answer the spicy question because I like the Vince Russo, uh, you know, Jim Cornette thing because that just makes me laugh. And then we're going to explore Dave's psychosis and wanting to go to WrestleMania. <laughs> uh, we're going to explore that. But after I refill my Johnny Walker Black one more time because this is – hold on. That's too good. But first, the spicy. First, first, we're going to do the Jim Cornette, um, you know, uh, Vince Russo thing. Okay. So Vince Russo is easier to me. Vince Russo is sleazy. Vince Russo is – delusional delusional jim Cornette is batshit crazy like that dude needs to be in an institution that man needs help he needs a straitjacket he needs a padded room stat get that man a room stat good god like every time i the man spends three quarters of his life at this point just ranting and raving about professional wrestling like he loves professional wrestling but at the same time like he complains about everything but it's hilarious because he's psychotic and yeah. the man has a gun. The his, man has a gun. Like he's pointed that gun at people. He's crazy. Well, his, and his his thing where he's like, you know, dead set on I'm going to outlive Vince Russo so I can urinate on his grave. He's like, you know, like the, he has a whole big monologue about that. Yes, I remember. Episodes. I know. I know. Right. Yes. Like that man. Like yes, the guy has is a is a good interview and has a ton of knowledge yes. about obviously these events and professional wrestling in general. Yes. Uh, but like Vince, like let's put it this way, Carlos. For me watching it. 
uh, you know, because I don't obviously know as much of the ins and outs as you do of yep. things in the history. But uh, Vince Russo seems kind of like a little bit weird uh, and whatnot, maybe a little bit out there. But he doesn't scare. Like he's just like he's just a dude, right? Agreed. Uh, Jim Cornette scares me. I think that's valid. I think I know. that's fair. Like I don't fear for my personal safety or for anyone I know. No, you should. Safety. You should because you should because he's got a gun and he like brandishes the people just at the but, top. Of but but you know what I mean. Like I have I do not want to meet him because even if I had a positive meeting with him, then I would possibly start fearing for my own safety. But the thing you got to understand about uh, about Jim Cornette is that if you had a positive meeting with him, he would shoot you in the face. That's possible because he's crazy. The man yes. is literally certifiably nuts. Like yes, he's like. Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Like, goddamn, son. Goddamn. And apparently it seems like it's been like that way for a while. Yes. Yes, it has. It really has. It's remar- It's truly remarkable. It is a sight to behold. Jim Cornette, like, amuses me in the sense of that man needs to be either in an institution or in a cage somewhere. Because, goddamn, that man's nuts. Like, what is wrong with you, homie? Nobody takes professional wrestling as seriously as Jim Cornette does to the point that he's like. Yes, I think that's that's a key to it, too, right? Is yes. Is 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 house, you know what I mean? Like, and we talked about that last week, too, is like some people just like can't do the difference between, you know, what's real and what's not either. Right. Well, his thing is that he knows what's real and what is. I mean, he can, obviously. He, like but... he can't accept it. Like, he just can't move on. He can't live his life. He has these moments of, like, lucidity followed by moments of, like, batshit crazy. And it's actually kind of impressive. Uh, I'm not going to lie. It's kind of like, huh. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm. Okay. Sure. I don't know, man. Like, I genuinely have no earthly idea. I just don't know. But that's the way it goes down. But so, yeah, no, the Jim Cornette thing has always been fascinating to me, like legitimately fascinating. And I just don't know what to do with it at various times. And I'll listen to him and I'll listen to interviews that he does. And like I said, he has these moments of tremendous, impressive lucidity where he he has some insight into the business that is kind of interesting. But then he'll just say some crazy shit. I'm like, what is wrong with you psychologically? Yeah. But yeah. So to that, so I guess to that point, the overall overarching thought process here is that yeah. Um, sorry, once I got comparing the two, I kind of lost track. Was your question which one is crazier, or what was? The well, I think I, I, yeah, pretty much. I pretty much, and I, I think we we got to that. I mean, the answer yeah. is Jim Cornette. Yeah, Jim Cornette, without a doubt. Jim, uh, you know, Vince Russo is, is stupid, delusional, nuts in his own way, but at least like delusion is livable like you can get past his delusion to a certain degree if if that makes any sense like you can just be like okay you're stupid but okay whatever it is what it is you know whose vision of uh wrestling do you align more with well vince russo doesn't really have a vision of wrestling though like he doesn't book wrestling like i don't know if you caught it from his discussion points but he doesn't book wrestling he books entertainment which is a code for like, okay, I'm just going to throw shit at the wall and pretend I'm for, pretend I'm, here's the thing. Vince Russo, the best way I can describe Vince Russo, here's what I got. Vince Russo books professional wrestling as if he's a 13-year-old boy on speed. I was watching professional wrestling when I was 13, 
His vision of wrestling still wasn't appealing to me then. It won't, wouldn't be now because you're just trying to throw stuff at the wall. You're just trying to shock. And because you're trying to shock, there's no sustainability because here's the problem. As soon as you get used to shock, then what do you got? Yeah. You have to have some substance. Now, again, Jim Cornette is legitimately crazy. That is to say, he at least understands the business of booking wrestling. He does understand how to book wrestling. But he's also nuts. That's the reason why he's lost every job he's ever had. At some point or another, he finally wears out his welcome. And it's like, it's not that you're not a good mind for this business. It's that you're nuts. Like, we can't even deal with you. Like, what are we supposed to do with you? Yeah. And that's been the problem with Jim Cornette for a lifetime. And that's really the difference between those two guys. Is that... Uh, Vince Russo has gotten himself hired despite his lack of ability. Jim Cornette has gotten himself fired despite his ability. If that makes any sense. Like he That makes yeah, it makes total sense. Like if Jim Cornette was a little more stable, he'd have a job in wrestling right now because he has the good mind for it. Vince Russo has no mind. He's just a dude. But he got a lot of uh, cachet and build and they'll still interview him for stuff to this day because he was involved in a lot of shit that happened. And he is infamous in the world of wrestling. And he is another example of, of a dude that's like, why are you even here? And I don't get it. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally makes sense. That's fair. Now, ladies and gentlemen, through the power of editing, it will be seamless for you. But we have one more segment we need to do in the show. One more segment. One critical, important segment. But before we do, a brief intermission and possibly a SpongeBob sound meme. I don't Ooh. know. Maybe, maybe yes, maybe no. Can't promise it. Be right back. A few moments later. I want you all to know in advance that no matter what happens next and whether anyone sees it or not, this is the greatest podcast we've ever done. <laughs> it doesn't have the one specific definable moment from top to bottom. I am highly satisfied with the turnout of this, and it has nothing to do with the three three sections of Johnny Walker Black that I've had. All right. Good to know. The Johnny Walker Black is a feature. It's a bonus. Nice. Just the just the waves that we've gone into in this one. Plus, I got to do my prop bets. You know, I love my prop bets. I, I love them. We do all do. Ah, highly satisfied. <laughs> Plus, I won some eBay auctions during this podcast. Like, I am winning. Nice. Forget about Tiger Blood. I am winning right now. All right, here we go. Dave, tell me why? Why? With everything you have learned from the dark seedy dark world of professional wrestling. The dark world of professional wrestling that brought us the dark side of the ring. The dark world of professional Which, wrestling. Just, okay, so for, One second. Let me, let me lay the groundwork. All right, all right, all right. This is my moment. Don't, don't ruin it. All right, go. God, they didn't teach you anything in drama. Timing, Dave, timing. The dark seedy world that is brought on by dark side of the ring. The dark seedy world that I described that like, I watched a man die. Not specifically, but I basically watched him die in the event that I watched. All this darkness, all this world going to hell. But after all that, and all the 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 ex the escapades of the of the carny goat, including hit me with your finisher, it's how I get off. <laughs> all that, and this man is like, I kind of want to go to WrestleMania. Please, Dave. I, now, now notice, notice, I said kind of. I didn't say. I, 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 even that is more than I would have thought. <laughs> Please well, explain. I don't know. So first, maybe it's just that I haven't been to a live sporting event in a while. I don't know. Maybe it's because I watch a lot of this stuff. Like, 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 here's the thing. So first of all, I've never been to a live wrestling event in my life. Right. Um, and you know, which is, was weird because you think if, if it would have been, and I don't watch it 
on with any kind of regularity other than like maybe some clips on YouTube here and there or documentary, whatever. Right. Yep. Uh, you know, so you would think if I was going to have gone to something, I would have done it when, you know, in the early two thousands, when I was actually watching wrestling on a regular basis, like the late nineties, early two thousands, when, when I was watching it, uh, you know, cause there were events in, in Toronto and obviously we could have gone and whatnot. I didn't. Well, it, the thing is, honestly, all you had to ask was like in 2016, I went with friggin' Davis, who lived here for a little while. Uh, yeah, but see, like 2016, me didn't want to go to a show. Yeah. And we went to Rico. Rico Rico is a nice, convenient venue. You pop in. Did you in, see anybody well known? Like, any, any, was there anything worthwhile at the that main, show? The main event was seen in Seth Rollins. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Like, they, they had most of the stars there. There were, there were plenty of stars there. Chris Jericho was still on the roster. He was doing his thing. Nice. Um, yeah. But no, like, like, my thing is, like, I don't know because there's like this part of you that's like, like I enjoy it. I enjoy, I enjoy it for the stagecraft. I enjoy it for the storyline sometimes, um, and, and I enjoy it for the. I mean, there is obviously like athletic ability in there. Yeah. Right. Absolutely, you can't deny that. Um, you know, and I, I think it's, I think it's because maybe it was one of the podcasts I listened to. I was listening to the um, uh, Undertaker's interview with Joe Rogan. Wow, that was recent, but yes. Right. And he's like, he's like, you need to, he's like, he told Joe, he's like, you need to go to WrestleMania when it's at Cowboy Stadium, which is in a couple of years. I think it's not the, like 2023, I think is when it's scheduled to be there now. And I was like, and then my, and then my brain just starts going because right? I'm like, okay, so Cow- WrestleMania is in April. Mm-hmm. April is also baseball season. There's a, there's a, a stadium in Texas, which I haven't been to, the new, the new one. Right. Uh, which is right beside, Cowboy Stadium. My, yep. Hmm. That'd be a good trip. Go down there. You catch WrestleMania. You do all like the stuff that's there. So you see a van and you get the you know the the Super Bowl of wrestling, if you will. Yeah. Here's what I'll say. Can I? Maybe you can. And maybe you can go to a baseball game too. Sure. Can I inject one thing real quick? I will say this. For all that I've said, all I've ever advocated for is that if you do decide to watch the professional wrestling genre, please just understand what it is. It is not clean. You are supporting some questionableness. You are just, you are flat out. You do need to understand in advance. Just understand that if you are a believer, you're going to hell. Just, just so we're clear. What uh, do you mean by a believer? Sorry. No, no. If you're a religious person, you're going to hell. Just oh, so we're clear. oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Hell, absolutely hell. Hell like now. In fact, this conversation has condemned you to hell. Just so you're aware. Yeah, okay. But like it's done. It's already over. Um, but, but anyway. But the thing is, you do have to understand like this is you saying i'm a good person but i'm gonna go pick a ticket to watch the lions eat people i didn't say you i was need, gonna you, do it no no i understand but the contemplation is still there the point the point of contemplation is still there the 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 concept though the, but i i would never dissuade anybody but i would just say just going with your eyes open <laughs> understand what it is that you're watching understand what it is uh this is exploitative just so we're clear the absolute best in that business do very well financially. They make a lot of money. They do all that. They have opportunities, blah, blah, blah. But the majority of that roster are people who do make good money, good money. But it's hard to make great money if you make what's considered great money. And then you have to pay for your own transportation and like accommodation. Mm-hmm. That gets expensive. That gets real expensive. Imagine if you're traveling around the country and around the world. It doesn't matter how many freaking flyer points you have. There's only so much you can do. Those additional revenue sources become your lifeblood. And over time, those have been taken away from you. It's really, really, uh, it's really difficult to continue. It's one of those weird things where someone, like if you saw what some of the salaries are of some of these wrestlers, you'd think, oh, they must be set for life. No, they're not. 
because you say, oh, well, they make $300,000, $400,000 a year. Absolutely. How much do you think it would cost you to do 100 flights on a plane if you had to pay for it? Mm -hmm. How much would it cost you? To... Now, you get frequent flyer points. There's a lot of things you can do that can supplement and, and, uh, and break it and make it a little bit more palatable. But if you, the company, want me to do the work, why aren't you paying the freight? Sure. Why am I coming out of my pay? In effect, then you might as well pay me less and make it what you're really paying me and then pay for the freight. The hotel and accommodation should be on you because I am over the. I will do the job. Any other business, if I if it is my job to go, if um, if my employer right now said, Carlos, we desperately need you to fly over to Calgary or to Vancouver and go over there and just take care of some business for us. I say, okay. You want me to put in, where do you want me to submit the expenses? Because after I do it, you're paying for that. You're paying for the flight. You're paying for the accommodation. Any any small, within reason, obviously, they're not going to pay for, like, if I want to do a three-course meal at, like, a five-star Michelin restaurant, they're probably not going to pay for that. Yeah. But within reason, they'll pay for my food, they'll pay for my accommodation, they'll pay for my flight, right? Yep. That's normal. That seems good. I file my expenses, they approve them, and then I get reimbursed, right? Not in that business. Not for most of those people. So they don't really make that money. Is there anybody who gets the stuff? Probably like a John Cena. Like a like the absolute tippy top. Like the very top guys probably have some of that taken care of for them. And they're making so much money anyway that like that that's the at that stage, they're almost doing the company a favor because they uh they can command top dollar for everything. Because like I said, Vince runs a very strange business. Because there are like payouts on payouts. If he likes you and he wants to make you feel good and he wants to take care of you, he'll basically make extra payments and stuff that will like offset. Or he'll take care of it for you. He'll be like, oh, use the private jet. Or if you're using the private jet, you're not paying for commercial, right? Yeah. You don't sure. have to wait in line. You don't have to do any of that stuff. Use the private jet. John Cena gets the private jet. The Rock gets the private jet. The Undertaker at this stage probably gets a private jet. He doesn't have to fly a commercial. The yeah. majority of the roster does. So you have to remember that. With all that said, if you still want to go see the show, I will say this. It is a show. They know how to put on a good show. They do. They, they've done, even in 2016, it was a house show. They don't call it a house show anymore. They call it a live event. It's a house show. It used to be called a house show. I've been to two house shows in my life. Have I told you the story? Stop me if I've told you this one already. I've been um, to two I house shows in my if... life. Okay. okay. Keep going. I don't... I've been to two house shows in my life. The one in 2016 I referenced, which was a good show. Really good show. Uh, that's the one I remember more, obviously. It was more recent. But I also went to a house show at Maple Leaf Gardens in 1992. So have I told you the story or not? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. So I've been to ho I was at a house show for WBF in 1992 at Maple Leaf Gardens. Carlos Sr. took myself, and I think, I think Roberto was there. I forget. That part I forget. Like I said, it's 92, so I'm, it's a little blurrier in my memory, so I apologize. But I can tell you a little bit about what I do remember. We went to Maple Leaf Gardens. That was the only time I was ever in Maple Leaf Gardens for anything. Never attended a Maple Leaf game, never did any of that, but I went to a WWF house show event in 1992. The main event was Ric Flair and Macho Man Randy Savage. That's pretty sweet. That's a good, the good main event. That's a strong main event. The other thing I remember definitively on that card 
was that you had um, High Energy, which was Owen Hart in the really neon pants yep. with Coco Beware in a match. So I remember that as well. And I remember a handful of other little bits and pieces of some of the matches. I don't remember much of it. Uh, I was nine years old at the time. So it's been many a year since then. So your dad took you to that one? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we went down. And Roberto and, as well? I think Roberto. I'm, I am I know I was there with him for sure, but Roberto probably was there. Okay. But the point is I remember the event, and it was a good show. It was a good show from what I recall. And I know the Repo Man was there and a handful of the characters that I remember from that time period, they were there. So they did that show. They were good. Probably the Brooklyn Brawler was there probably, if I was going to be honest. Probably he fought somebody. Uh, I'd have to look it up. I did look up the card some time ago, and I could find it and tell you exactly who was on the show. Because by the, the lineup, you can tell who was on the show. Mm-hmm. You can figure it out pretty quickly. Because they did Maple Leaf Garden shows pretty regularly, but it wasn't like all the every five minutes. So you could find the show in question. Anyway, the 2016 show, leaps and bounds different. It wasn't Maple Leaf Gardens, it was Rico Coliseum, which is nice. I've been to Rico Coliseum for an actual hockey game and stuff like that. Like, I've been to Rico for some stuff. Good show, though. Good show. Good crowd. Good show. I want to say they maybe got like 8,000. Like, it was a good crowd. Good-sized crowd for Rico. And Rick and uh, Chris Jericho was on the card, and uh, he did a promo, and he was hanging out, and I watched some good matches. There was some solid stuff. Um, the main event, like I said, was John Cena and Seth Rollins. Good main event. Seth Rollins was a double champion at the time. Very impressive. John Cena was a champion at the time. So it's like a champion versus champion main event. They went like 30 minutes. It was a good match. It was a good show. Nice. And you got all the stuff in between. Like, it's not on TV. This is a house show. You're not getting this on TV. It's just you're watching the show. And the biggest standout of the whole thing was the big show. Paul White, the big show. Or Paul Wright. I think Paul White is correct. Yeah, I think, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. The dude is bigger than you would think. We were a good distance. We were like 100 feet away. And he still looked gigantic. He still looked enormous. It was just in proportion to the ring. In proportion to the other human beings around him. Like, by proportion, he just looked enormous and it was like my god you are genuinely a humongous human being nice so I love it, it stood out like the visual of just because we were close enough that we were able to see we weren't on like the floor level but we were just not far yeah good seats good seats decent seats i don't regret the purchase i don't regret the visit i don't regret the show but it's very difficult wrestlemania would be a spectacle bringing it all back around to what we were talking about here wrestlemania without a doubt would be a spectacle now, if your question is, would I attend a WrestleMania at this point? Well, not right now, not the second. <laughs> would I Would I attend a WrestleMania in the future? If it was convenient enough, like I can't be bothered. This is what happens as I get older. I can't be bothered to do things that don't interest me. I can't be bothered to do things that piss me off. And I can't be bothered to do things that inconvenience me. Yeah. If it's something where I could arrange it, it'd be kind of fun. It'd be kind of cool. You know, I, I have some reasonable confidence. You know, maybe we book a trip. And we get, you know, Ben to give you a so cold stunner and like put you in traction for a month. That'd be kind of fun. If we could get all those things together, that'd be kind of funny. And I could like randomly throw Kazoo into the ring and he could like disappear and we never see him again. That'd be funny. That'd be fun. We, we could do that. The show would be spectacular. I have no doubt because they know how to put on a show. But like, Vincent Van is truly the goat of carnies. Like, everything he touches is bullshit, all of it. I under, I have you have to go in understanding that. That's just that's just how it is. You have to go in understanding. You are supporting bullshit is what you're doing. But at the same time it will be a show. Without a doubt. When they get a, when they get a crowd again and they can do a crowd on a WrestleMania, it'll be a show. Yeah. That I have no question about. 
I needed to explain all that because it's complicated. It's not. It's not simple. It's complicated. True, it is complicated. And as a and as a thirty year wrestling fan, I have a very complicated relationship with that business and with that company. A very complicated relationship. Now, if you said, "Hey, I'd like to go do an AEW show," yeah, man, let's do it. Now, okay, so here's the que- here's the second question on that: Is AEW as sketchy? Like less so. I'm not saying they're not sketchy, but I'm saying they're 95 percent less sketchy. Okay, so like, so here's the thing. Here's the, here's a few questions then, based on on what we've just talked about. Sure. That I would like to know about AEW. Of course. Okay, so first of all. Are they employees or independent contractors? They are still operating as independent contractors, but I can say that as it currently stands, they've been more accommodating so far. Again, Tony Khan is the son of the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yep, I'm I'm very familiar yeah. with Shad Khan. Yeah. yeah, and he's um, and he's fairly wealthy. Obviously, he's got his resources as well. And now they've got a long-term relationship with TNT, so they've done very well with that, Turner. So they've got that going for them. So the company is self-sustaining now. If only Turner was still doing WCW. Well, they had their chance. They could have kept it going. Like, WCW could have stayed. That's Remind me, please, next episode, remind me to talk to you about the end of WCW. Okay. Because I've done my own research and digging on it separately and obviously read books about it and talked to and listened to things about whatever. That's separate. Let's, let's not get derailed. Let's focus on this. All right. But the thing is, so they've got a sustainable model now. They've got a mm-hmm. TV deal that will mm-hmm. keep them sustainable. That's good. They've got longtime wrestlers, veteran wrestlers, as their executive vice presidents who understand the business, who know all that. Does that guarantee it won't be shady? No, it doesn't guarantee it won't be shady. Does that mean they're going to have a union today or tomorrow or ever? Not necessarily. But does it mean at least they've got a shot at getting a fair shake? Yeah. They've been a lot fairer to certain talents than some of the other companies have been. Um, also, one of the one of the recent uh, signees in the last year or two, uh, Brody Lee, passed away of a non-COVID-related lung lung issue, which was interesting because I listened. Um, his wife, his widow, uh, did an interview for their podcast explaining what was going on because she wanted to keep it very private. It was a very private matter. But then she, she decided to come forward and explain it because she goes, everyone just assumes it's COVID. It wasn't COVID. We did a million tests to make sure it wasn't COVID related. It was an unfortunate coincidence there was a lung issue. But as it turns out, the guy ended up getting a, a, a problem, a disease that created perforations in his lungs. Oh, gosh. And I thought it was, I listened to it. And I don't want to get derailed from our topic. I'll come back to it. But I thought it was interesting because effectively what happened with him, and he's a guy in his early 40s, what happened with him was effectively what happened to my dad. Oh, wow. It was the same kind of issue, same type of issue, same yeah. type of symptoms. But obviously it, it, it became a bigger issue for him much quicker than it did because he basically got sicker much quicker. And they weren't, but they were at the point where they were considering a lung, double lung transplant as a, as a cure. Oh, geez. So it's the same situation. That must have really hit home then. Uh, to a certain degree, yeah. I'm not an overly emotional guy. That's not my deal. But it was like bang on the same situation. It was it was basically holes in the lungs causing an issue with breathing. So it was the same kind of deal. And it was uh, now the problem is that it happened so fast for him and went so quickly that he didn't have a choice in the matter. <laughs> yeah. They were never able to get that done. He he they considered it 
and as soon as they started to explore that possibility, he was no longer a candidate because he was he was de degenerating too quickly. Like it was, uh, it went too fast. Yeah. And, and in the end, he died from it. But all the medical expenses and everything was covered by the company. So technically, they didn't have to do it, but they were willing to do it. They, it's an interesting thing. Here's what I'll say about AEW. I'm not going to absolve them of everything because it's always tricky when you're not employees. It's very difficult because then they're not on the hook. Where I work right now, I'm no longer a contractor. I have medical insurance. Obviously, in addition to Canadian medical insurance, whatever. But I have additional, supplemental medical insurance for various ailments. If I, yeah. if I need something, I can get it. That's the advantage of being full-time as an employee. As a contractor, you don't necessarily get that. No, for sure. So they, though do at least in the, those instances we've seen have been understanding enough to be like, well, we want to keep you around. So we'll provide for this. WWE does that in spurts too, but they do it more out of necessity because for years they were like, well, fuck yourself. Good luck to you. <laughs> they kind of, that was their approach. And then after a while they realized they got a lot of negative PR for that. They're like, yeah, yeah, we take care of our performers. Do you, as long as they're useful to Yes. And then afterwards, they started realizing some of their long-term performers from years ago started having their own medical problems, drug addictions, and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, WWE was like, yeah, yeah, we'll pay for your rehab. Oh, I bet you will. A lot of the problems that led to them having a substance addiction started with you. Or at least were exacerbated under your care. Yeah. So it's like, I can't give you credit, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. AEW's one advantage they have is that they don't have the long-term track record of shadiness that WWE has, uh -huh. but it's still not the same as being an employee. Being an employee means you have certain rights and privileges under that thing, but I will say they've at least done better with their contractors, if that means anything. Yeah. Shorter that track does. record, shorter, uh, shorter sample size, but I have to give credit where it's due. Where where it's come up and there's been a medical issue or something, they have been willing to take care of their talent for All whatever right. that means up until this point. So I'll give them credit for that. Does that help? Yeah, for sure it does. So that's all I've got for as far as that. And as far as I can tell, they seem to put on a pretty good show too. I, I would be more inclined to see an AEW show because I feel like they're producing a show that's more in line with my sensibilities as a fan. Um, I appreciate the talent they have. I like what they're doing. That is to say they're perfect. No, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying, like, I appreciate what they're doing a little bit more. WWE is just so dirty at this point with all the stuff they compile. And even now, I can tell you, they're considering some other possibilities to save some more money through some more roster cuts, even as they're about to report even more record uh, dollar amounts. Of course. They just made a billion dollar in the network, and they're still looking at how they can save some more bucks. Because that's WWE. Yeah, no, I hear you. I find it very difficult to support that company at this stage. Not because of morality, because obviously that ship has sailed. But because it's like, okay, look, you're already you're already full of shit. But then you tack on. Oh, by the way, yeah, you know what? We already made a ton. We just made a billion dollars. Let me fire a few more people to save an extra couple hundred grand. That's trash. Like, that's the lowest of the low trash. True. That is, this is true, Carlos. But that's all I'm saying. So hopefully that explains. I, I needed to give a lot of context. So I apologize. It took a while to explain all that. There was a lot. No, I understand. But 
hopefully that explains the complicated relationship that a lot of wrestling fans have with this industry as a whole. Like it's, it's hard. You, you, I'm not a warm, fuzzy feelings guy, but even if you were like, it's impossible to have warm and fuzzy feelings for this business. It's true. Like it's just impossible, but it's one of those things. If you ever wanted to attend a show like that, I would be supportive only as you may as well see it, check it out for yourself. See if you like it. But just understand what you're getting into. That's yeah. all I would advocate to anybody. Understand what you're getting into. Any other thoughts you want to tack on? No, I just, I don't know. Just go hang my head in shame, but for having the thought in the first place. It's okay. If we ever get post-COVID, um, if an AEW show comes to Canada, we should do it. I'm I down for that. that. I think that'd be a fun show. I think uh, I think they put on a good show, and I'd be, I'd be willing to patronize that show. All right. I think that's a good one. So I think that's a good note to end on, unless there's anything else you want to add. No, I think I'm good. I think this is our. By the way, this is our record show. This is our. This yeah. is the. This is the, the. But there was a lot there, man. We yeah, had exactly. Super Bowl props. We had a lot of stuff. Considering how little we thought we started with. It's true. I'm very impressed. It's true. We impressed. had we had three things written down, and Trevor Bauer, who, at this point, right? Listen, man. I I, I thought it was still funny. I got a lot of mileage out of Trevor Bauer. I got an impressive amount of miles out of Trevor Bauer. But I'm like, holy shit, man. $40 million? Really? Yeah. For what? There you have it. Anyway. All right, folks. So there you go. Now you know. So here, let me put a challenge out there for anyone who has made it this far into the podcast. I will do the cuts just to cut up a little bit of the downtime. There wasn't a lot, but I'll cut the downtime in between. I'll put a challenge out there, though. I'll see from time to time. We'll get some views. Some folks will watch. Not a lot of engagement, though, yet so far. You can catch us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. You can also check us out on YouTube on Unnecessary Nonsense Podcast. If you can look that up. I am seeing that some people are seeing it. So here's what I want. Here's all I ask. If you're on one of the regular platforms, leave a rating. If you're on YouTube, thumbs up if you can or if you want to. Or leave a comment, because at this point, I kind of want to see what people are thinking about whatever. Even if you think yeah. we're idiots, I kind of would like to hear that, honestly. We'd like to tell know. us we're idiots. Yeah, we're okay with that. Yeah, like... I mean, we, t- we tell you we're idiots all the time, but you may think differently. You may think the same. Yeah. It's like, look, if you think we're idiots, tell us that. If you think we're, you know, uh, idiot savants, that's cool, too. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. That's cool. But, like, say something. Just let us know one way Please or the do. other. And, that, and that's a good, like, indicator just to let us know kind of where we stand and also to see, like, hey, some of you are watching, so it's like, what do you want to see? A lot of times we'll make, up the, we'll make up the format on the moment based on what's going on. Super Bowl was an easy one. Super Bowl props is always fun for me. I always enjoy the props. But it's like we can talk about whatever we'd like to or whatever you guys would like to hear. It is a sports-ish podcast that can go in a bunch of different directions Look at the title of the name. It can go in any direction you want. But I need to kind of know what we want. David, I'll just sit here. We use this as an excuse once a week to chat. This, well, that's what this is. It's yeah. an excuse, excuse to chat. Like, Dave hasn't been by my house more than a couple of minutes in like a year. Now, most of that's due to COVID, but. But that's the reason. But like, I'm, I'm, that's the reality we live in. Yeah, been, and, and any of that time, it's been like, I've either dropped something off, picked something up, and we've, you know, I've never come inside the building. Correct. And to be honest, um, that would require me to clean the building, and I'm not doing that for a while. <laughs> so it's like, hell no, son. You can come by if you want to clean the building for me. That's 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 about the most that's going to happen. I see. Other than that, hell no. Bring your hazmat suit and get to work. 
other than that though like it, it is what it is that's the reality a lot of us live in i understand it i get it but it's um it's it's an excuse a lot of this stuff is an excuse for us that's the reason why i do my other youtube channel i spend hours chatting with people about sports cards that's all i do and uh, this is the only time i'm going to plug it on this one the youtube channel is called because i'm carlos and the reason i call it that is because i'm carlos and it's a joke from work i've explained it already i'm not going to explain it again like i've explained it it's all fair yeah and it's in a it's a good uh use for my unfettered megalomania Got a lot one, of the, one, of, one of the listeners coined it my unfettered megalomania and i like that i like that it might end up on a shirt someday we'll let's see. hope so hashtag merch anyway so that's it for us episode 83 in the books Holy crap, we're closing in rapidly. You're going to blink and it's going to happen. We're closing in rapidly on episode 100. It's true. Dave, I'm letting you know now, on episode 83, which represents to me 1983, Whoa. which is the year of our birth. This is true. And here's the thing. I'm calling it now. Episode 100. We're going to make it to episode 100. Now we're too close, Dave. We're too close. We have to. Of course. We got to do it. We got to do it. Absolutely. Episode 100, cake. Yes. We're doing it. All right, buddy. I'm telling you right now, I've warned you all in advance. Episode 100, we will make cake happen. It will happen on the screen. I may or may not get the mayor of cake day to personally ensure the episode 100 cake. I like it. I've warned you all. Catch you all in the next episode. Thank you. iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, like I said earlier. That is it for us. We're going to stop just shy of two hours. Unnecessary episode, unnecessary nonsense podcast, episode 83. 